0: Hey guys, Matt here. If you're like me, you have a wicked busy life. I talk about it a lot on the podcast, but let me reiterate anyway, right? Uh, You know, I work nine and a half, ten hours a day. Then I still got to do other things when I get out of work. I got to, you know, go to the gym, go to the grocery store, come home, uh, make some Dinner, take a shower, scrub the toilets, fuck my wife, do some laundry. I got a lot of things to do when I get home. And what that leaves me is not a lot of time to do things I want to do, except, you know, my wife, because that's well you know anyway uh, what I'm talking about here is audible.com because audible.com gives me time to get in something I love while I'm doing all those other things I have to do because it's books in my ear being read to me like story time when I was a kid and it's amazing because I love to read and usually I'm too tired to read at the end of the day I get two three pages in and I fall asleep that's where audible comes in I discovered it two or three years ago and I've loved it ever since they have thousands Thousands of titles, all the books you want to read, and some you didn't even know you wanted to read. But you're gonna love to read, and I can recommend you some even. I can give you a place to get started. I've read, or read. I've listened to Tough shit by Kevin Smith, read by Kevin Smith. It's awesome. The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty, read by William Peter Blatty, and that dude has a wicked, creepy voice. Goes. so so well with the story. I love that one. I've actually listened to it twice now. Uh, how about Seven Deadly Sins or A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Heaven by Corey Taylor, frontman of Stone Sour and Slipknot. Great books. Uh, Every Day is an Atheist Holiday and God No by Penn Gillette. Penn is my hero and I loved listening to those books. So good. Read by Penn himself. And then one of my other favorite ones. May have become my favorite book in the entire world. Can't recommend it enough to anybody that can stomach it. American Psycho by Brett Easton-Ellis. I could tell you so many more, but why do I have to tell you books that you might want to listen to? Go discover your own. And the way you can do that, go to audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom. That way you can get a free 30 day trial of audible.com. Get one free audiobook download and help us keep our silly shit free for you. Because what this does is it helps Atomic Geekdom, who are goodly enough to let us put our stupid little show on their website. But that costs money and Audible offsets that cost so that we can keep bringing you the show that you maybe kind of, sort of enjoy after you listen to all the good podcasts. So audibletrial.com atomicgeekdom and get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook download. Go there now and enjoy the rest of this show. Hi, this is Billy West. Or
1: Stimson J. Cat. Or Lynn Hart. Shut up, And I'm Dr. Zoidberg. And I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and, dear old Captain Zap Branigan, you're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. I crave not these things. Shut up. I don't understand. You were
0: thinking. It's annoying. For tomorrow night. What, Vane? What are we going to do tomorrow night? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Hello, cats and kitties and guys and gals and boos and ghouls and whatever the heck else. This is Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt, and Justin is still away on assignment making his movie. And uh, he might be getting fired, though, because he promised me he would use Tinder in every city he stopped in across America, and he hasn't. So I think I'm going to fire him. But joining me instead of him, we have Dave from Atomic Geekdom. Hello. And Johnny, one half of the Just Two Pals podcast. Hi. And uh, we're probably going to add Randy in later. He's kind of stuck in traffic, but he said when he got here, he'd like to join us. So we're going to be talking about Suicide Squad doing uh, very poorly. With critics doing very well at the box office and doing so-so with fans. So we're going to talk the good, the bad, and the ugly of Suicide Squad tonight. And uh, I've seen it twice. Have you guys seen it once, twice?
2: Just the once.
0: Just the once, yeah, Dave?
2: Just the once,
3: Tuesday will be number two.
0: Alright, cool, cool. So... Uh, Dave and I have at least, uh, committed to two times and I think I'm done just because it takes a lot of time and money to go to the movies, so.
2: Certainly does.
0: Yeah, so anyway, um, boy, I kind of want to start, I guess, with non-spoiler thoughts on the movie before we head into spoiler territory, and uh, because I kind of know what both of you think already, and because I know that Johnny is kind of the, not odd man out necessarily, but just slightly different thoughts, I'm going to throw it to Johnny first.
2: Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I definitely walked out of the theater feeling very mixed
4: mm-hmm. with the
2: movie, and I mean, you guys know, I, I was very hesitant, um, because I, I, I so far have not really liked the direction of the DC Extended Universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but Matt, you, you've pointed out before that we've only really seen one director's kind of vision mm-hmm. of the DC Extended Universe and uh it definitely got me to a different place as far as um not not setting any expectations for this movie,
1: yeah and
2: just kind of enjoying it for what it is um I get from a critic standpoint why it's got the rating that it has because the the uh, the great the greatest um review title I've read so far for this movie is the movie's a mess, but at least it's at least it's a fun <laughs> mess
0: yeah.
2: And, and I 100% agree with that. And that's why I I would not give it at all the rating that it's gotten. I really enjoyed a lot of this movie. Like, I had so much fun at so many parts. Mm-hmm. Um, It's uh, it's weird because I have this kind of, um, this argument in my head of, like, almost looking at it from the kind of critical standpoint of, well, the structure wasn't this and the villain was, man, the... And that this happened, you know, and this plotline doesn't really make sense. And I feel like this scene was maybe better fit over here. But if I take a step back from that and I look at it as just kind of a fan of comic book movies and a lot of these characters in general, there's a lot of fun to be had in it. And um, I, I'd be really interested in seeing what a sequel comes up with, whether or not it would address some of the kind of... Um, uh the 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 critical points that people that you know that the critics have hit on you know such mm-hmm. as structures such as fleshing out some of the other, other characters um man the characters were spot on though yeah there was yeah. one Captain Boomerang's the only one I walked away and I was like that is not Captain Boomerang from the comics but everyone else I I thought was super great Deadshot even though it was Will Smith playing Deadshot it wasn't really Floyd Lawton it was Will Smith as Floyd Lawton Mm-hmm. He was excellent. His story was great. I really love that dynamic of him being the hitman, but then having that love for his daughter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, Harley Quinn, I thought, was really good. Little tiny issues, but most of them are aesthetic. I don't like how over sexualized she is. Mm-hmm. I, I like the more kind of classic Harley, where she sexualized, but she, not physically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's her mannerisms yeah, yeah. and it's her voice and it's the way that she flirts. You know, you don't have to show off your booty as Harley, I don't think. Um, um, Waller was fantastic. I loved Waller. I think, like, and, and that's Waller. I guess that's the difference when I say Will Smith is is played Floyd Lawton, whereas Viola Davis is Amanda Waller to mm-hmm. me. I thought she was fantastic. So I would love to see it a second time. I probably will make some time to do it. But overall, like, there's it's hard for me to hate this movie because i really enjoyed so much of it and it got me super excited for the future of the dc universe and that is a for me a big deal Mm -hmm. because i have been so anti dc extended universe even since man of steel like i i I took a lot of issues with the direction they took the characters and and kind of the darker tone yep but I, I had a lot of fun at this. I'm really excited for Wonder Woman. I'm even now excited for Justice League, finally. Mm-hmm. So I'm on board, man. I, I thought Suicide Squad was a good time. Good. Dave?
3: I, I want to point out one thing from Johnny's uh, thing there. Sure. Uh, the Harley Quinn being over-sexualized.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't blame that on the movie so much as that's who she is now in the comics. Now.
2: That's totally fair. Yeah, they've definitely done that to her in the comics.
3: Right. I totally agree with you that she didn't need to be. I, I totally don't like the direction they've taken her in the comics. i hate the new Harley books. Uh, I get that, or I, you know, I read them because it's Harley, and I'm hoping for something cool. Every so often, there's a cool story that I enjoy. Uh, like she went on a date with Bruce Wayne. It was pretty funny, you know. It, but it's a it's a it's a joke. Like that that book is kind of a joke book.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little bit DC's answer to Deadpool
3: now. Something similar, yeah. Like she talks yeah. to like a yeah. stuffed like a stuffed beaver. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 pretty crazy. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. I just wanted to I I heard you say that and I agree, uh, even though it's fun to watch Margot Robbie be sexy, but it doesn't need to be there. She's a gorgeous woman and she can mm-hmm. be a gorgeous Harley without being sexualized. Um in that fashion. But yeah. Uh, what else what the question? Uh, overall <laughs> non-spoiler thoughts of the movie, buddy. Uh, yeah. Um, I, okay. So I sat down for BVS. I remember sitting down for Man of Steel because I'm not a Superman fan, but I was excited for the extended universe, the birth of the extended universe for DC. I'm like, this is it. We're going to get our Justice League. This is what I've been waiting for. Marvel did it, and I was like, it's only a matter of time before I get my Justice League movies. I am a DC before Marvel fan. I have been my entire life. I love them both equally, but I was a DC fan first. Um, Again, I love them both equally. I do not root against one another. I love them both. Uh, But... That, that prospect of a Justice League made me super geeky, super excited. The child in me was very happy. And uh, Man of Steel, I wasn't impressed with. And then Batman v. Superman, I sat there thinking, all right, they have a chance to fix it. We're going to get Batman in this one with Superman and Wonder Woman. And there's going to be some other guys thrown in there. was a little overkill, but that's okay. This is going to be a good movie. And it was not a good movie. Um, <laughs> all my fears were realized on screen before me. And that's okay. Uh, because there was this other movie that was announced called suicide squad in which they cast one of my favorite actors will smith and one of my other favorite actors jared leto to play two roles i enjoy a lot and we're gonna get a live action harley quinn so i was stoked uh and i thought that david ayer was a better director than Zack snyder based on previous work so i was ready willing and, and 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 just so eager for this to be a good movie and i wasn't disappointed I went into Ninja Ninja Turtles, the newest one, the first one of the newest ones, thinking Mm. this is going to be a train wreck. These things look like orcs out of Lord of the Rings. I'm (laughs) not going to be excited for this at all. And it wasn't as bad as I expected. I was happy to eat crow because it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good, but it it was not terrible. Now, Suicide Squad, this movie I had fun with from start to finish. I, 20 minutes in, wanted to see the movie again. (laughs) <laughs> they did they did such a good job with the introductions of each character i was i was in I loved it I love the way they did that I understand where' and I'm sure we'll talk about it later what these critics are saying about the movie I get it but at the same time I don't this is a comic book movie for fast and furious fans if you like that kind of movie yeah, you're yeah. gonna enjoy this kind of movie it's a popcorn movie it's a sit back have a good time and enjoy these characters that diehards are going to like because they're more keen to their their comic book counterparts as opposed to you know bvs um and people that just go to see a movie should enjoy because it's a fun crazy movie uh with with cool action and you know whatever i i guess i guess i'm more dismayed by the reaction i'm getting from people that i trust and not not just critics alone yeah, yeah. Uh, but from people I trust when they see a movie, and then they're just calling it garbage, and I don't understand it. it. It does make me think DC's or Marvel's paying them, even though I know they're not. Um, but it's just like, w- what it's gonna take, you know? Like, what is it gonna take to please some of you? But for me personally, I loved it. I would see it a third time, and I may end up seeing it a third time with a, with a friend of mine who hasn't gone yet that's not coming with me on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I, I'm seeing it a second time, I cannot wait. I really enjoyed it. I would say I, I was, you know, I'm not as as uh, a diehard to the the Flash Rogues Gallery as as Johnny is, so the Captain Boomerang stuff didn't really affect me or bother me, um, because again, I was impressed with Jai Courtney, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, being interesting in a movie for once. So I enjoyed that. I so much to the point a character I don't know anything about or care about El Diablo, I cared about, right? So. Uh, you know, and of course there's things that they could have done better, I, I could have and we'll get into the spoilery sides of it, but there's there's characters I would have liked to have seen more of which they can address in future movies we didn't get everything from Drax or 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 Gamora so much in Guardians of the Galaxy, it was mostly a Star-Lord movie,
2: right. so I mean
3: it's stuff they can address in sequels, so uh, you know you gotta, you gotta take the, the parts and the whole so you gotta remember this is a bigger story that they're telling too um, but yeah, I, you know i one to ten i give it a seven and uh uh yeah i i put it at a a 78 percent
2: fresh on the dave tomatoes scale (laughs) awesome down with dave tomatoes you're not gonna tell me what (laughs) movies i like dave (laughs) i am now
0: (laughs) yep well uh i'm pretty much with you on that one i i loved it from beginning to end uh Upon second viewing, some of its problems do become more apparent, but doesn't I didn't enjoy it any less the second time. Like I saw its flaws more, but I thought it was still a lot of fun. Um, I thought uh all the characters were really awesome, kind of like you, Dave. I didn't really have a problem with them changing Captain Boomerang very much because um uh, I'm just I like different interpretations of characters as long as they're good different interpretations of characters in my opinion, which I thought this was, I thought he was funny, even though there wasn't like a ton of him. Uh, there could have been more of him, I think, but, uh, Harley Quinn, I thought was spot on. I don't mind her being sexualized cause I see her kind of using that as a, I mean, she didn't necessarily in this movie, but I can see that being like another tool in her, her arsenal of, uh, crazy ways to, uh, hurt people. um, mm-hmm we'll dive into this more later i wasn't too super stoked about her relationship with the joker and his relationship to her that was kind of uh wonky in my opinion uh will smith was awesome the the interpretation of him as uh kind of a bible freak even though they didn't play on it very hard was was kind of cool uh I cared about characters you know like Rick Flag and uh El Diablo which I didn't think I would very much but uh El Diablo uh very good to see a latino character have the the arc that he did um and I really you know Viola Davis like Johnny said as Amanda Waller was astounding there was a part in this movie where I was absolutely floored by how good she was, and we'll get to that moment in just a bit because it is a spoiler. I, but,
3: I, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's no. a part where I, I was like, I, I got upset. I'm like, No, no, don't do this to me. Like, yeah. I, we'll talk about it when we get mean, to the spoilers. Like,
0: <laughs> she kind of was the bad guy of this movie when you. Oh, think I think. About, yeah. I,
3: yeah, I, you know, like, again, and, again, and, not spoilers, yeah, but the
0: main quote-unquote main villain who wasn't Amanda Waller was really lame. The CGI was really bad. But you know what? I thought uh, Ronan was really lame in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I thought Malekith was really lame in Thor of the Dark World. So
3: Ooh, Mal- Malekith was terrible.
0: I'm not going to trash those movies. for you know Those were still... Well, Thor of the Dark World was not as good as
3: Guardians of the Galaxy, but it still well, wasn't like You had a, you had a supreme Guardians. actor playing playing both those characters Malekith and and, and Ronan just Ronan.
0: under just poorly written really
3: yeah. is what it and
0: so you know overall like I, I mean i really had fun watching this movie both times and yeah it's got some glaring problems in terms of plot and in terms of editing and stuff like that um i thought the soundtrack got a little distracting at times but um overall just great interpretations of the the suicide squad characters and uh a fun time at the movies and you know right now critics have given it like a 27% which I don't think is deserved and audiences have given it a B plus cinema score which uh, cinema score is really weird like if a movie isn't an A or an A plus it it kind of is considered not a good cinema score from audiences even though like B plus should be considered a pretty good score so kind of looking to see how this movie uh, continues to do with the box office in terms of like people going to rewatch it or people uh going to see it for a first time based on what other people are saying, but both times I saw it the audiences seemed to enjoy it so uh yeah uh now I think it's time to go over that spoiler wall and really start talking about this movie well
3: i want i wanna hit on like audience thing like i mm-hmm. was I went the first showing the first day, so it was sold out yeah. that's that's not a big shocker. Um, I heard of a friend who went and saw it yesterday, or on Saturday, excuse me, and they did a double feature. They saw that and Star Trek.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And she said that there was more people in the Star Trek theater than in the, the Suicide Squad theater, which I think is indicative maybe to the area that person lives in, because I saw Star Trek the Tuesday before Suicide Squad came out, and we were the only people in that theater. Hmm. So, again, it, it's a it's a Tuesday compared to a Saturday, but at the same time, it's opening yeah. weekend, like, it, I you know, and the crowd had fun in the Suicide Squad uh, showing. I didn't have, you know, applause or anything like that. But and I live in, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We don't get a lot of that in our theaters. Yeah. Um, I wish we did, but I think the last time, I think the only time I was a part of that was at Star the new Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was applause at the beginning, and then, like, you could hear gasps at that, that one moment in the movie. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I uh, when I went and saw Man of Steel in the theater years ago, mm-hmm. um, I went the opening weekend and I went with my family. And someone started to applaud at the end, and nobody followed along.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, they One shut you yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess, I guess, it was well, like he got weird looks from his friends. Like, what are you? Why are you applauding yeah, this? I guess
0: I've been to a few movies where that happens, even though I live here and where I do. So that's interesting to note, but. I guess one more thing I wanted to say before we hopped over the spoiler wall was uh it's boy it seems like again it seems like this happened with BVS and it seems like it's happening now. It seems like there's a lot of this movie on a cutting room floor somewhere.
2: Absolutely. Which Absolutely. Is
0: a shame because it really does feel like man somebody took big chunks of this movie and left them out, which is something I'll talk about I guess when we get to joker and harley's relationship specifically Um, well that
2: that's one of the things that critics uh, are are very critical about i mean i I don't think enough people really understand i I think we all kind of have that grasp on what a critic's job is but a critic's Mm -hmm. job isn't to bring their emotions into the movie with them they're not supposed to go into suicide squad or bbs and go gosh i really hope this kickstarts the franchise or i hope it reinvigorates me their job is to review the movie as a movie and yeah. and this movie the cuts are, I would say this movie is cut worse even than b v s um there are a lot of things in this movie that that would pop up, and I'd go, wait a minute i we were just over here. Why are we here now or or where was this scene when it was supposed to be mm-hmm. relevant or prevalent um and and the Joker stuff obviously I mean leto has said that like all my scenes were cut pretty much yeah
0: it's very apparent too here. Air-
3: Ayer has said that this is his movie, though, that this is his cut. Like, he's, he's gone on record saying there won't be another cut. Uh, this, is, this is the cut I
2: want. And you well, know what's funny is BVS, when, when I heard there was an Ultimate Edition, even though my spirits were super low, I thought, <laughs> maybe there's a salvageable movie. Like, I don't, I, I don't think so. But, but with this, this chance, you know, it's not like you can go and say, oh, no, in this cut of the movie, Batman didn't kill anyone. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's happened in the movie. So you can't correct that in an Ultimate Edition. But I know they had that little scene of Superman saving some people, and that one little bit, like, made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but this movie is deserving of an Ultimate Cut because there's a much better movie buried in all those deleted scenes.
0: I... I I agree, and I'm kind of disappointed that David Ayer has gone on record as saying that this is his ideal cut of the – Yeah, I'll find that quote quote for you. That's disappointing. Man, that is – because, well, Christopher Nolan, when he made his Batman movies and there was never an extended cut, it's because – Christopher Nolan went into a movie and he's one of he's one of the only directors I think now that does this. He goes into a movie and he shoots exactly what he wants. He doesn't shoot like a whole bunch of footage and then cut a bunch of shit out and mm-hmm. make a movie around it. He goes into a movie and it's on it's well documented that he does this. He he goes into the movie and he shoots exactly the scenes he wants. And boy, now it seems like a lot of directors will go in, shoot a bunch of shit, put their movie together and go, well, now I got to figure out what I can cut now that I've put all these things I've shot together, which is not, not a way to make a,
1: well, it's
0: not (laughs) necessarily
3: a good way to make a movie. His exact quote would clear that up for you, actually. Um, Okay, so he he talked to Collider. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, He said, uh, acknowledging the footage that was left on the cutting room floor, the final theatrical cut is his cut. He said, we have a chunk. There's definitely over 10 minutes of material on there, but this cut of the movie is my cut. There's no sort of parallel universe version of the movie. The release movie is my cut. And that's one of the toughest things about writing, shooting and directing a film is you end up with these orphans and you love them and you think there'd be amazing scenes and do these amazing things. But the film is a dictatorship. Not a democracy, and just because something's cool and charismatic doesn't mean it gets to survive in the final cut. The flow of the movie is the highest master. Mm -hmm. And then he says, I think there's a misunderstanding about filmmaking where you can somehow have this crystal ball and understand exactly how everything is going to work together and assemble together. Because remember, scripts type words on a page, a black and white page, and when you're on set, you're dealing with shots and you're dealing with dailies. And so you have this seven-minute shot and maybe only ten seconds of that shot is going to end up in the movie. There's infinite combinations, infinite knock-on effects, and it's this strange alchemy that happens in things that you thought during the running phase, breaking your back, trying to explain, and needs
2: three pages to explain it, you realize it works with just a look on a camera in the assembly. Hmm. See, I really don't like that. I mean, I like the fact that he accepted responsibility, quote-unquote. I mean, I don't know if accepting responsibility is the right word, right? Um, But obviously, this cut of the movie is mixed with fans and not well-received by critics. So... I'm glad that he's like, Yeah, this is my cut, but I don't like the fact that his excuses, well being a director's hard. Like, it's hard, you guys, to, to shoot this and then have to do this and then have to do that. Like yeah. I kind of feel like that's an excuse. Yeah. But that's your job as the director, right? And that yeah. and if you if that's if you're taking on the responsibility of cutting the movie, then then accept that responsibility and don't be like, oh, well, it was a little bit more difficult. You know, it was, oh, it's difficult to cut scenes. and then, yeah. Like, then get someone else to do it. And that, I think, is... I mean, moving forward, we have kind of Jeff Johns and John Berg kind of overseeing this stuff. And that's one of the things that... Um, I know we've talked about before, and Matt, you and I feel a little bit differently about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the fact that David Ayer cut the movie himself and this is his cut is a bit of a shame because if you would have those those set of eyes that that the those jeff johns or even the, you know that the kevin feige eyes over the universe and be like well look at hey if you put if you keep this in we can expand on this here mm-hmm. you know if you keep this storyline going or watching the movie and going you know what this interpretation of the joker doesn't work the way you have it but if you keep this scene in you know that maybe explains yeah. a little bit more and and that's a shame that it's a real shame that it was his cut that ended up getting released, because I definitely feel like if you had had someone else's eyes on on the cutting room floor, you know, or or someone with kind of the authority to say, hey, David Ayer, keep this stuff in, because trust me, this is going to pan out, this is going to work out. Yeah. The movie could have been a little bit better received. I mean, we don't know yeah. for sure, but... Right. I'm glad that he said, like, it was me. This is my movie that's put out. I'm glad it's yeah. not like Josh Trank with uh, with Fantastic oh, Four. Well, there yeah.
0: are a lot of uh, rumors surrounding this movie about studio interference and about how long he had to write the script and this and that. But uh, I'm glad that it, ultimately he does say it, his, it is his movie. But... In regards to uh, cuts and everything, I do want to hop over the spoiler wall now to discuss something that I'm not a huge fan of. And I know we all, like, enjoyed this movie and we will talk about things we liked. But since we're just kind of on this train, I want to uh, just talk about the relationship between the Joker and Harley Quinn. Because, uh, boy, I had an issue with the way they were portrayed. And I didn't have an issue with the way that uh, Jared Leto portrayed the Joker. I actually really enjoyed him, um, and I didn't have an issue with the way uh, Margot Robbie played Harley Quinn. My problem was their relationship because, as most comic book fans know, uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn have a very,
3: very dysfunctional relationship. Joker is – I was was going to say, can we talk about that for a second before we talk about the movie version? Sure, sure. Because I'm getting just so many quote-unquote fans – who are disappointed with how, um, mm. I guess, I guess codependent Harley is on the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a misunderstanding of the character and their relationships. Yeah. Be- because even before Joker did anything to her, she was obsessed with him
1: mm-hmm.
3: when she was mm-hmm. Harley and Quinzel psychologists or psychiatrist, whatever she was, uh, working at Arkham, she got obsessed with him. Maybe as as a, as a study, like just because she was so intrigued by the things that were wrong with this man. But inherently, in her brain, she was screwed up already. She was already crazy, and her obsession with 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 the Joker just it amplified things. And then when he did things to her, of course, that were not you know healthy, uh, it made it worse. And so she becomes as crazy as he is, if not worse. Which the movie wants you to think she's worse than the Joker,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which I guess is fine. I don't. I, that doesn't bother me. Um, put him on the same level is fine by me. Yeah. Um, but there's this. She is absolutely obsessed with the Joker and codependent. She needs him, whereas whereas he does not need her. But she is his. Mm-hmm. That's his possession. Mm-hmm. You can't. I can. Yeah. I can break my toys. You can't break my toys. Right. Like.
0: And that was, I mean, that that was my main issue in this film here is the way it's portrayed in the movie, you get a little bit of the fact that he's like a teeny, teeny bit maybe of the fact that he's not good to her. But the way their relationship is cut in this movie, they're very just a romantically involved couple versus the the joker and harley dynamic that i'm used to is joker just has her around because he gets bored sometimes and needs something to you know hit or control or or do something with and then when he doesn't want her he kicks her out but then as soon as he kicks her out and he finds out that she's off doing other things and he can't find his socks he goes crazy and goes looking for harley because he doesn't know what else to do because again because he's bored and because he doesn't want anybody else you know controlling what he controls and so that aspect of him looking for her in this movie i felt was more my girlfriend's gone and i need to go get her versus I'm bored, and somebody else is playing with my toy, and I want to go get it back. I so, didn't
2: get I didn't get that feeling at all oh wow uh, yeah. see i I did completely Matt. I agree yeah. with you, and actually, on the last episode the geek out i I named that as one of my problems was yeah. was I don't think the writers understand the relationship of the Joker and Harley.
0: Well here's um, my other thing though, I'm wondering what is in Jared Leto's missing scenes. I've got a
3: list, I got a list of uh rumored scenes. I that was were gonna cut. say
0: because I heard a rumor that there were more traditional joker and harley scenes in here and they didn't test well. Like more more of joker abusing harley that didn't test well so they cut it.
2: So I it's possible that there that there yeah, are that you know yeah, that scenes that were true, cut. You know, yeah. Right. So it's possible that there were scenes that were cut that maybe help Explain the relationship that they have a little bit better. And I 100% agree with Harley's side of it. Mm -hmm. Harley has two modes with Joker, in my opinion. It's either. I'm completely in love with you, and I'll do whatever you say, and you're the boss, and I'll take the beatings. Mm -hmm. Um, And then then there are the times when she's just sick of it, and she won't take it anymore, and she goes on an adventure with Poison Ivy or something, and then Joker shows up and says, Hey, I've told you to come back. Why aren't you coming back? And she says, I'm mad at you. And he says, Oh, I'm sorry. And she Mm -hmm. says, Oh, well, I forgive you for everything you've done. I'm coming back to you now.
0: Right. That's why in the movie when he like – uh, when, for example, when he picks her up on the helicopter and says, "I have a grape soda and a bearskin rug waiting at home," that's the kind of thing Joker would say to Harley Quinn, but the way it's in the movie. He would say that to her after having, you know, slapped her around, thrown her out of the lair and said, right. no way, I never want to see you again.
2: That's something he tells her when she says, I'm not coming back. And then he says, right. well, I've got grape soda on a rug. And she goes, oh, well, you thought, you know, I love grape soda. You do yeah. love me. I'm coming back then. Right. That is, to me, and, and that's exactly what I meant when I said it. And I, could, I didn't want to go into spoiler territory when I said it on the Geek Out. Yeah. Um, but that is exactly my problem with the writers is I don't think they understand the relationship because Joker only ever goes to to reclaim Harley when she refuses to come back. So this mm-hmm. movie, I feel like I, I, I would have been much more comfortable with their relationship if mm-hmm. um, leading up to the helicopter scene, Harley, you know, Deadshot makes a comment about, well, what about when Joker comes for you? And she says, oh, I'm not going back there. you know comments to not returning and then joker shows up and he says harley i'm here for you and then she goes oh you came for me that means you love me i'm coming back now like
0: it is one of my favorite examples and it comes from batman the animated series and i can't remember the exact episode it might be harley and ivy i can't remember where joker does at the very beginning of the episode he throws her out and she says all right i'm never coming back and then he kind of forgets about her for a while and he forgets he threw her out until he can't find his socks. And then he goes, I can't find my socks. Harley, where are my socks? And he turns around and she's not there and he loses his mind and goes mm-hmm. goes looking for her and goes, why weren't you there when I said I wanted you there? And she goes, because you threw me out. And he goes, well, get back. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, I think, I think there's the scene when he's talking to her above the Ace Chemicals th- stuff and she jumps and he leaves he's going to leave he doesn't care like like she was going to die for him that whole conversation again it's been a couple days since i've seen it and a lot's happened for me yeah yeah, (laughs) that scene does
1: happen Um, yeah
3: and he walks away and he changes his mind i didn't see that as oh i'm falling in love with her maybe i should just go see if she survived type of thing or i saw it more as uh, well, now I have a, a sidekick, and now I have a number two type person. Like, I have somebody to, to just cause all this havoc with who's willing to do this with me type of deal. Uh, and somebody I control, clearly. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. I can control.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but that's I just think... one scene, though. I mean, throughout the right. rest of the movie, it's him pining for her, really. It's him doing I every... just
3: don't see him pining. I see him more as jealous of the fact that he doesn't have her.
0: I I don't know like there is that very first scene when he's introduced into the the where he's like clearly just not functioning because she's not there like I don't know it is tough like I just I think there was more that could have been added. well
3: there's 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 scenes that were clearly cut I mean I don't think it's the writer's fault as as uh, as, as as Johnny's Jonathan. kind of painting it Um, I, I feel like it was, it was in the script and it was actually shot. Uh, these are rumored scenes, but, um, but we know from the trailer that these were in there. Joker's face is half burnt. That's true. Joker and Harley get into an argument after he rescues her in the hijacked helicopter in early cuts. He reportedly pushes her out to kill her. Then the helicopter gets shot down. This was apparently reworked into the helicopter getting shot down first and Joker pushing her out to save her. And then Joker returns during the final battle in the subway station, face half-burned from the helicopter, which leads to a brief altercation with the Suicide Squad. He calls for Harley to escape with him, but she refuses to help the Suicide Squad, and Joker escapes after throwing the live grenade, which we also see in the trailer.
2: So then let's say it's not the writers. We'll say it's David Ayer then because he cut the he's the, he's the writer too. Mm-hmm then i did then i don't think he understands the dynamics of their relationship
3: that I, I think I, yeah. no i i think he was forced to cut it he just said the movie that
2: was cut was his cut that's his movie
3: that's that's what he's going to say as a company man
0: well and i well, also now, like, uh, i don't, but know, but I don't also, know man like that's I, said, I mean there is like i said there's still a rumor that some scenes didn't test well and if a scene doesn't test well then the studio's
2: going to uh, overpower him
0: yeah I I don't know. It's weird.
2: I think we have to take the movie as it is. We can look and go, oh, maybe this scene expanded on it. Maybe this scene did that. But we have to take it for what it is, right? We can hear David Ayer say, this is my cut, this is my movie. So we just go along with that because that's what he said, right? Or do we we play that kind of, like, is this the Da Vinci code where there are hidden messages in what he's saying or where he's taking the fall for something that is not his fault? Like, we have to take it at face value.
3: I'm not calling for a conspiracy theory. I'm saying he's taking, he, this is his movie. He's taking the blame for it, or he's taking the credit for it, whatever you want to call it. This is his cut. And he's saying that because it's his decision. And, you know, so to speak, but also at the same time, scenes get cut by the studio because A, they didn't test well, or they this is something they don't want to show people, or it, this ran too long and it didn't need to be in the, in the continuity of the movie or whatever. It doesn't matter. But I think David Ayer saying that this is my cut is him saying I'm taking responsibility for this movie because I made this movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, now that we've
3: hashed that out, let's
0: uh, – let's, uh...
3: Wait. wait. Well, I wanted to comment since we were talking about the dynamic between the two, Joker.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: Argo Robbie told the Washington Post that she didn't understand her character's relationship with the Joker. She quote said, I just didn't understand how she could be such a badass and then fall to pieces over some guy. I found that really frustrating. Fans seem to really love that about her, that she has this complete devotion to a guy that treats her badly. I think she's misguided on what she thinks the character is and what the fans like about the character. I don't like that she's obsessed with the Joker at all. I like how crazy she is. Mm-hmm. I like I like that. That un uh, that just unpredictable character that she is, and that she's kind of the second to the Joker. I like the Joker having somebody with him like that, mm-hmm. um, and she's cool. Like she she goes toe to toe with Batman for God's sake. I mean, she's awesome. But at the same time, yes, she is upset obsessed with him. And in earlier, you know, in more er, more current renditions of that character, and even in the animated series, she did tend to learn to cope without him.
2: Yeah. Um, I think, I think she maybe misunderstands then that it's not, I mean, certainly there are, there are fans out there who just love the fact that she's like, you know, she's got a husband who's a wife beater, right? And just keeps oh, going back for some sure. reason. That's a draw, right? Yeah. I think that she misunderstands that what, like, okay, I, the best example I can give then is that I love the Riddler. And one of the reasons I love the Riddler is because he struggles with his OCD right, And that's, and that's like embedded in his character, and it's something that um, created that that creates his character on the page, right? And that's how I see it as Harley. Harley is codependent on the joker. And there are stories where she breaks away, and yada, yada, but that is inherent in her character. And you kind of love the fact that she struggles with that, and that sometimes she breaks away and sometimes she falls back. You know, it's like when you say a classic, classic Batman to have a trick up his sleeve. Well, classic Harley is to forgive Joker and go back to him.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Or, or Ivy or, you know, she be, she's attached to Ivy as well.
2: Yeah. She, she has to have someone. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, I, I just think. And what, what I kind of feel her saying about him falling to pieces over some guy is that that's a weakness for that character. And it is, and it shouldn't be something that's looked down upon because of this character makes it weak, makes her weaker. It makes her real like mm-hmm. men men do the same thing over women it's this isn't a sexist thing this is this character has a, a very major flaw in that she's not just obsessed with this man she's obsessed with this psychotic serial killer let's take the man part out of it
1: mm-hmm. and the fact
3: that she's obsessed with this this lunatic
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's the intriguing part it doesn't matter if it's a man or not because again poison ivy she's yeah. The, yeah. she's in, she's crazy too but I, I think this is, and this is people that are complaining that this movie doesn't pass the whatever test that that test that women are just looking for their boyfriend or whatever, or uh, the, refer- bech-
0: uh, the uh, the vegetable test, I yes, where
3: so they're it. referencing a man or how the her their storyline is all about a man. Which I think that's if you're seeing that as Harley Quinn's story, this movie you're missing a lot.
1: I agree, it's
3: not, it's not about her getting back to the Joker, that's a subplot and it's a mm-hmm. fun sub thread because. It gives you something to look forward to. Like, oh, yeah, the Joker's coming. He's coming to get her. This is going to be cool. Yeah. What's he, what is he going to do to get her back, get her away from from Waller's team? Like, well, this is going to be cool. Not not so much that she's dependent on, on getting to him in this storyline. This storyline is actually about her growing away from him. I don't know. That's what I saw.
2: I agree with you completely, Dave. If that's what she thinks about the character. I mean, how long ago did she say that? Was that yeah, like when know. she was I first cast? See
3: somebody posted this quote for me on Facebook in that they were, they were cheering her on and I'm like, I think, oh. you're, miss- I think you're missing the point.
2: I almost but- feel like I remember reading that a long time ago like when she was first cast it, yeah, Which it might s- be. someone who's not ingrained in comics or the character could, could take one look or just hear from a friend, yeah, this character Harley always goes back to the Joker even when he beats her and tries to kill her. Then you could go well, why? That's ridiculous. I don't get it but maybe now after <laughs> playing August, the character, August, maybe she sports. has a better understanding
3: I'm yeah. seeing this this interview from August 4th on Washington Post. August, August 4th, 4th of, of, this, of year this year 2015. Uh, it looks like this here there's pictures from the movie. Huh. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Anyhow. That is interesting. So I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I feel like
3: I feel the same way. Like she might not have had an understanding at the beginning. But now, by now she probably does, even even after the fourth, <laughs> you know yeah. being a couple days ago. But I, I feel like maybe this I, I should read the whole interview and see if that was that quote was taken out of context somehow.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: but that's the quote I saw, and it kind of made me feel a little weird. Like I still like Rhonda Robbie and I, I, you know, I think she did her homework, but right. I think she missed something big if that's what she thinks.
0: Probably. So uh, I've been trying to think if we should go ahead and talk characters or move ahead and talk plot. And I think in the first little bit we can actually do both because pretty much the first thing that happens in the movie is that you're introduced to the characters via kind of flashbacks and via Amanda Waller. Because the movie begins with Amanda Waller kind of pulling up to a a meeting at a restaurant uh, where she is going to pitch her – task force x plan to uh pentagon man a i don't think they ever said his <laughs> name so i'm gonna call him pentagon man a and some, she kinda, some general and she kind of goes you know i have them i have the worst of the worst and here's who they are and she starts out with deadshot and we are uh treated to a scene of deadshot going to be a uh uh hitman for the mob uh because somebody is apparently going to turn evidence on other members of the mob and we get this kind of fun little scene where he gets all set up and kind of says to this guy, I'm not killing anybody if you don't pay me. I don't see any money in my account. And he goes through the whole thing and finally gets paid. And then there's a good joke in there where he says, Alright, now uh give me another million because you're a dick. And i loved says, it <laughs> and yeah guy, that was great and the guy goes no and he goes all right fine this guy's gonna get a sore throat from singing and the guy goes fine fine pays him another million and barely looking he turns around and shoots the guy which is oh it not only
3: shoots it bounces off his camera thing
0: yeah so <laughs> uh what'd you guys think of oh and uh just real quick this was the first time we saw the weird little uh kind of like neon light introduction show their stats thing which i kind of liked and what'd you guys think of all the uh stuff here with Deadshot? our introduction to Deadshot.
3: uh dave dave first uh i just the Deadshot stuff you're saying in the beginning yeah we'll, uh, we'll go
0: but we'll go character by character
3: i loved it man i you know i'm i'm a, I'm a big you know freak out fan of will smith's i've always been a fan of will smith since the fresh prince and dj jeff like that's how big a fan i am uh yes he has made some terrible movies i will be the first to admit it i think he's still a great actor yeah. and for this role he doesn't need to be but he was still a lot of fun in this movie it felt you know it felt like will smith being a will, a will smith character but it didn't feel like will smith's movie like right. it it didn't feel like he was overshadowing everybody granted his character took the the forefront for a lot of the stuff. Like, he was one of the main characters they focused on, which, yeah. of, coor- of yeah. course, makes sense. And, but it didn't feel like, well, we are it's we got Will Smith, this is his movie now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It didn't feel like that mm-hmm. at all. Whereas, I kind of, and this isn't a bad thing, Guardians was a Chris Pratt movie. Mm-hmm. It was that character's movie. And not, yeah. not, not to say because Chris Pratt was such a big name, but because it focused on Star-Lord. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Again, I'm comparing the two because they're similar as far as the rogues, I guess, of the universe. But uh it's totally separate movies. But yeah. Well, oh, and they're
0: two ensemble movies with yeah. a, a right, comparable yeah. sized cast.
3: Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, Deadshot himself, of course there's changes and you know, he wasn't Floyd Lawton that we would recognize from the comic, but uh they were acceptable changes because he was actually entertaining. Yep. And it made sense for this character. Mm-hmm. He still had that close tie to his daughter, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the, the and I, I don't know if we're jumping that far ahead, but in the last scene he gets to see his daughter in, awesome scene. I yep. love it. Yep. And, and it kind of bookended with the conversation he had with the mob guy. Uh, I thought it was great. The, the whole conversation where he's raising him a million bucks and, and yeah. then he jumps jumps off the roof and uh, it was just so cool. And I loved his, I loved when they come to get him and they come feed him the loaf thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, you know his his I'm serious angry face kind of goes a little over the top. You know, like uh you know when he confronts the guy and says I'm gonna kill you or the same thing when he does the flag later. Like yeah. I'm like yeah, all right He's I get mad it. You're, face yeah. yeah you're a bad guy you're threatening I get it. <laughs> like you're Will
2: Smith mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. I mean,
0: let's all stop for a minute and say for a man Will Smith's age you wouldn't know he was like in his he was like a middle-aged 40 something year old guy like he's still real young in this movie i think am i allowed am
3: i allowed to jump ahead or are we just talking about the introductions uh
0: depends
2: uh i'll wait i'll wait
0: okay johnny uh deadshot's little beginning scene here
2: oh i i loved it i thought it was great i i definitely echo dave's comments on will smith played like it was, it was Will Smith being Will Smith, but it was Deadshot story. Yeah, um, and I'm happy with it. I knew that was going to happen going yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really, really love. I love Will Smith. I, I'm, I'm with Dave. Will Smith is like one of my top five favorite actors. And, uh, and, and when he was cast, I was super excited. Normally, the the race changes bother me because I wonder why, you know, why do it unless you got the right guy. Will Smith was the right guy for Deadshot. You know, he isn't dead shot, but he played a great dead shot.
0: Right. You you can uh, tell
3: he he got ready for that role. Like, he prepared.
2: Absolutely.
0: uh, I just want to
4: stop real quick and say, hi, Randy. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> hey. How's everybody doing? Good. Oh, it's this guy again. Yeah, <laughs> this, this guy this again. Old Joker <laughs> this guy.
1: Old Joker
0: guy. Randy, we're talking about Suicide Squad, as you probably know. Excellent. Yeah, you want to uh, go ahead and uh, give us your, your brief thoughts overall on the movie before we jump back into where we were just now?
4: Sure, 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 sure. Um, generally, I, I, I liked it. You know, I mean, it was... It was definitely very refreshing to have some fun in the theater. Um, for you know, not not like it hasn't been, but definitely for DC, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, obviously, there were some things I I didn't like, but there were a lot of things I did like. Um, and walking out, I I just I was I was very happy walking All out right. I, walking out the door. I was pumped. So, so yeah. Perfect. And now you just came in, we're talking about the introduction of Deadshot into the movie.
0: What you thought of this uh very early Deadshot introduction scene, him him shooting the guy and kind of having his joke about you need to pay me more because 'cause you're a dick and all that kind yeah. of
4: stuff. Honestly, that was one of those moments that defined Deadshot for me. Like that was one of those moments where I was like, Oh yeah, they they got the character. Um yeah. and, and as far as Will Smith goes, like to me, he was just Will Smith. Every general, old Will Smith. He's he's not yeah. terrible. It's not oh, like gen- it's bad. General. I mean, general. He's <laughs> not a captain. He's a general.
0: He's General Will Smith. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yes. General Will Smith. Um. But uh. But the characterization was so on point that it's it's kind of it's, you can look over it. Awesome. Um, awesome. And yeah, and- I think he did great
0: and I forgot to talk about this when we were talking about Deadshot's introduction, he gets
3: taken down by... Da-da-da-da, Batman! Oh,
4: Batman. no, not a, not only that,
3: he could have killed Batman. That's Did you true. Yeah. That? He had the upper hand, and if his daughter was not there, he would have killed Batman. He would yeah. have taken the shot right away. Yeah, yeah
2: well, who, who knows if Batman would have done some sort of Batman trick. Hey,
3: hey, hey. Right. that's true. You know what I
2: mean? I mean, I, Batman I, never I, loses. I totally know what you mean, and I,
4: I I like that they put that in there where you're like, oh man, he got one up on him at least for that moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet Batman had a metal plate in right at his forehead, like extra, well, I mean, so he would have shot him. There. Get shot in the head, and Batman v Superman and be just fine. So. He was fine. Yeah, like, yeah, I, de- I, de- I definitely think Batman went into that fight and passed his guys, forehead. You guys
3: know I know Batman would have destroyed Deadshot, but
1: <laughs>
4: it's
3: it's fun that they put that in there for the mm-hmm. for the people that don't know Batman as well as we do. Just saying, it, yeah.
2: It's kind of cool. I like that after his daughter stepped in front of the gun, which, by the way, he held his gun up at his daughter for way too long.
3: He too did. Long. Yeah, way so too long. Still,
2: that was a long time. But I did like the fact that Batman was just standing here, like, letting his daughter handle it. Oh, you know what was yeah. better? You oh, know what was even
3: better, though? Don't make me do this in front of your daughter. He's oh,
1: Batman. I love that. That
3: was really good. I, I liked that a lot. He gave him a chance. He gave yes. him a
1: chance. He did. Absolutely.
3: I love that because
2: guess what, guys?
3: That's Batman. Yeah, right.
2: Batman didn't outright kill him. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, Batman didn't, has a
0: heart. he didn't just swing <laughs> down and go...
2: Man, All right, you're sorry, kid. sorry,
3: kid. I just made you an orphan, like I promised yeah. I wouldn't do it. Pull, no on, on,
1: down, just pull out
3: my
2: giant. A lot of children in, in my days, world. and you're just another blip on that radar. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm
0: sure that Zack Snyder would have had him come down and shoot the kid and the kid and the dad yeah, and yeah, just fly left. away and be like, "Good. Now that kid <laughs> will not grow up to be a criminal, like, criminal either." He's,
2: he's like done. little tally that he like marks on his arm. He's like <laughs> zazzing it up, he and he's like one more orphan. just another person in this world who's gonna turn out to be like me it's oh just, no here's, here's, a, here's a future just a Robin hiding under Batman's <laughs> costume, <laughs> just cutting
0: marks in his skin about oh good I just killed that kid and her dad that was perfect
4: and Alfred's like why Why would you do that sir and he's like she had all F's she wasn't even doing good in school she does Failing, yeah, she was a dude. terrible person. I
0: checked up. She was failing. She put gum in the hair of the kid in front of her. She was a terror, I tell you. She Wait. had to go down.
2: BBS Batman is a monster. At least in our minds. Batman was better in his suicide squad cameos to me that he wasn't all of god, He
1: said like
2: three words. It was, right. it was f- <laughs> awesome. I I read I read a review where somebody said that Batman's cameo. Cameos, quote unquote, did not work in this movie, and it totally took away, and it was oh, terrible. Shit. I thought, oh, oh, that like, you're entitled to believe that. You can believe that. Yeah, but everybody's entitled to be wrong. <laughs> That's <is, laughs> Warren's opinion, even if it's wrong. Yeah, like, right. But I thought it was great. Like Batman's cameos in this movie were 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 just the right amount of Batman.
3: And you were yeah. you were against it. I remember your
2: podcast.
3: You had said we don't need
2: Batman in everything. And, and I, yeah, we say that a lot. Yeah, I don't it's think the he opposite, needs to be in this I, movie, but his cameos
3: worked. I say that I say the as opposite. Batman needs to be in more things like, you know, Captain America. He needs to be in. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Jacket>. I agree. <laughs>
0: he needs to be in that new King Arthur movie pretty bad I'm, because that oh, movie yeah. looks like it needs Batman real bad.
4: I'd like well, to I see did bat- say that it like, would have made Star Trek a 10 if Batman showed up. Yes. I also see, said that in our podcast, Dave. <laughs> that's so. true.
0: Speaking of Batman cameos, let's talk about Harley Quinn's introduction scene where uh, we meet her and the Joker both at the same time and we see her in Arkham Asylum kind of treating the Joker, kind of falling in love with him. Then he says, you know, uh, I need you to do me a favor. And she says, sure. And he says, I need a machine gun, which <laughs> made me laugh pretty hard.
4: I like that. Yeah. My, yeah.
3: That's my favorite scene when they're that close on that table about to kiss.
4: Yeah, I yeah, that's it. a good still, real good still. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I
2: love did. that. That was, that was my only, well, I won't say only. That was, that was the best part for me of the Joker in that movie was him torturing Harley and then the conversation they had at the, at the table. That's yeah. classic Joker. Like that was just pulling off a good Joker.
3: She she was pulling in like he was like wooing her, and then he just pulls the the table right from underneath her. And yeah. no, I don't care. I want a machine gun. Yeah, I but, need
0: a machine gun. I like that. And then it goes on to kind of she becomes Harley Quinn. We get that mad love shot, which I thought was kind of cool.
3: Oh where
4: yeah, where she's you're talking classic, about the Alex Ross cover, yeah, yeah that was Ross cover, very awesome. The,
3: that traditional was harley
0: quinn outfit and then which it was
3: moves. it was a great easter egg because all i thought we were gonna see is when she pulls the costume out of the bag after they get to the the
2: landing right. strip
3: yeah yeah but then you get to see her actually in the damn costume like yeah. dude so, come on
2: so what i don't understand and maybe this is again maybe it's on the cutting room floor but she holds up the outfit and she's so excited that she has the outfit but then the next scene is her popping on this entirely different costume and I yeah. thought, when did she make the decision in between being ecstatic to see her old costume well, and wearing this new outfit? That
3: was that was the rumor when we heard about that scene, when she finds that costume, is that she she's so happy she found it. But then she sees something better and just tosses it aside in a joking manner. Mm. That's, but we didn't get yeah. that. We didn't.
4: that could be part of that assumed, 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I assumed anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they go, they're in a club. And uh, she's dancing all crazy with some other guy while Joker meets with Tattoo Man. All uh, not Tattoo Man, m- Mob Bossy. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm calling him. Not the real if Tattoo Man. No, you to call nerd. him, sure. <laughs> you you call him call, Common, but... call
3: call him Tattoo Man, not Tattoo Man.
2: Yeah, Tattoo. I well, totally could have been the Tattooed Man. Like he looked like the Tattooed Man.
3: That would have been that would have been a Zack Snyder move to put Tattoo Man in and then just kill him before he could do anything. Tattoo Man. <laughs> yeah, right. and then not even <laughs> right.
2: name him. Not even yeah. at all. Just in the credits, common, tattooed man. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So, but in that scene, Joker tries to... That scene was, like, a little
3: odd to me. I don't know about it's you guys. Because, scene, because he
0: but... was very... I mean, he was very G-thug Joker in that, which was... That like... was...
3: That, that is... that's That I blame on air. Air wanted him to be a monitored gangster. Uh, right. So this is... And this is the thing I have a problem with. One of the reviews I read after I saw the movie... Said that that was a strip club that the Joker owned. Did you feel that at all? No, no, no. no. Just because no. two things here: one, dumb, and two, why would the Joker ever own a, an establishment where Batman could just easily find him at any point? Right. Like, oh, he owns a strip club. I'll just go there Man, and find no. him on any it's given very night.
4: Typical for gangsters to hang out, and <laughs> I mean, maybe they launder money through there or something, but I wouldn't think he was right. Being. Yeah, definitely not. He's
2: secret secret a- proprietor i guess also
3: it didn't look like a strip club it just looked like a like a club yeah, it, it just looked, looked like a, just a, club, a club yeah but
2: yeah. it
0: was just this scene i was like man he's very very modern like i said he's just g thug joker and he was yeah, a gangster
2: yeah. pimp that's what yeah, he was he
0: was like a gangster pimp in his. i, did, I yeah. did like
3: the games that they were playing with him i liked how they both used his... like played with his mind Yeah, like, i, I just, mean like I first like First, yeah, you'll get a turn with my girl. Let her, let me bring her over. And then he realizes, like, okay, she's hot, but she's crazy. Well, uh, I
0: do think there are other scenes in this movie yeah. where he's a better Joker than in this
4: scene. Like, Certainly. this one was just yeah. an
0: odd scene to me. Sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely one of the, the yeah. ones
4: that threw me off. And yeah. then it
0: goes right – oh, I was going to – sorry. I cut everybody off. I was going to say yeah. that it goes uh, right into the, the chase scene that we all saw right. in the trailers where they're driving the purple Lamborghini. Or whatever it is. I think I read it wasn't a Lamborghini, but whatever. It looks like one. And, <laughs> again, Batman, boom, yeah. comes to take down the Joker. And Harley you know, screams, Bats, you're ruining date night. Uh, tries to shoot him through the roof. Awesome. I loved it. Love I it. Awesome. loved it. It was so good. And
3: you know how all... you knew it wasn't a Batman movie? You mm-hmm. didn't
4: see him fly out of the Batmobile. No. Right. Yeah. You just yeah. he, he yeah. saw him land for a quick second yeah. on yeah. the top of the car, and then yeah. David
0: Ayer did say at the beginning that we were gonna see Batman from the villain's point of view. So it worked. It mm-hmm. worked. Yeah,
2: really we well. totally did. And then he grappled off that I mean, off the car, right went off, off the, the top of it, when we yeah,
0: were going the into pierce? the water. Oh,
2: that was awesome!
0: Wow. <laughs> Put his breathalyzer on and or his bre- or his rebreather on and just yeah. dove right in the and water that- after them.
3: And then my other point as to why that's not a romanticized relationship, Joker leaves her. Yeah,
0: he just Joker leaves,
2: leaves her. her. Yeah. yeah. That, Which was is that was a good that was, Yeah. And that and that's Harley's motivation to yep. not want to go back to him. Like when I uh-huh. saw that I thought, well surely now this is another this is a, a story another time when Harley's like I'm sick of the Joker. You mm-hmm. know, remember that time he abandoned me in the car to die at the was- river?
3: It was a cool turn when she woke up and started trying to fight him and he just punches her in the
2: face. That was and it awesome. was a
0: similarly cool <laughs> yeah. turn when he tried to give her mouth to mouth and she was faking and tried yeah. to kiss him and Man, he was definitely. like, I i loved loved not it. having it.
2: I love that. I, I thought it was it was very Harley. And again, yeah. I read another review. Someone who I you're entitled to your opinion, but they said, like, there was a, w- they, they they described it as a weirdly sensual kiss. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't I, at all. Oh, shocked, yeah. Batman <laughs> would give her mouth to mouth, and then she woke up and started tonguing him, and then he... Yeah, bat- and, uh, really. right, guys, it's, it's,
3: this isn't the killing joke. It wasn't Batgirl.
1: Right. That, oh, yeah. Oh, that's
0: yeah. crazy. Batman does what a hero is supposed to do. He tries to resuscitate her, and she turns it around. <laughs> right. I would not have.
3: I wouldn't have been a good hero because I would have went in for that kiss.
0: You know what? Screw Snyder, her. Know. I'm gonna let her die here, and I'm gonna shoot her a couple times just to make sure <laughs> she to dies. Sure then I'm gonna dead. skull fuck her, and then I'm gonna drive over her with the Batmobile, <laughs> and then I'm gonna carve a notch on my skin, and I'm gonna make
4: Alfred watch.
2: Wow, that got really, really aggressive. <laughs>
4: Guys, that's definitely Zack exact... Snyder. Hey, boys, I was going for
2: a joke in that direction, but that was a lot more graphic than I was headed. <laughs> that was yeah, the Zack
0: Snyder version. Was the Zack Snyder R-rated version?
1: What can yeah. I say? He loves
3: my her. version of a hero. Would have been the, the you know mouth to mouth, but I would have stayed in for the kiss. I want to kill her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow. Overall, I I did cool. really enjoy Margot Robbie's Harley. Her accent dropped a couple of times. Yeah, uh, there were a couple of like when the clip came out of Katana getting on the helicopter, and she's like, "Nice to meet you." Like with that that voice in that moment was grating to me, oh, which I loved which it. is okay. Right, because Harley's voice can be annoying at times. Yeah, but but that thought occurred to me: like, oh, if she talks like this throughout the whole movie. Am I going to get annoyed? Mm-hmm. Um, and and while I'm glad that she didn't, her accent was definitely not there all I the want time. To,
3: Matt, if it's okay, I want to go back to the beginning of that am- Amanda Waller thing, mm-hmm. and how they you know they tied the universes together by addressing Superman's death, oh, and. Yep. And they said point blank, the reason for Suicide Squad is because Superman's dead and they need a new team of metas. Mm. Good point. Like, I, I didn't think, I didn't see that coming. I thought the Suicide Squad was going to be in a defense against the next Superman.
0: Well it is a defense against them. I mean, Well, She says it in the movie right, that what right. if the next Superman is a terrorist? Right. And right. then they but,
4: don't have but, Superman to help them against it. And yeah.
3: Right. Right. But she first portrays it like that way, like Randy said, like the, the second half of that sentence, like to replace the Superman that's dead, like you know, I I more have saw her as just utilizing it as, Well, we don't trust anybody that's not us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good point. Good
3: now point. We, yeah. She can't control, I should say.
2: I, I liked it, and at the same time, I thought, like... A- again, I don't feel the su- that Superman in this universe in the last two movies has really earned that reputation of being the savior of the entire Earth, that the government right. would be like, oh, no, he's gone, what are we going to do? Right. But I like the fact that they're not necessarily explaining it, that I'm okay with them just totally ignoring the fact that Batman killed people in BVS and totally ignoring the fact that Superman isn't this, like global icon that everyone adores. Just just put it in the universe. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, if
0: you kind of sort of skip over the fact that Man of Steel doesn't show him saving much people, or not Man of Steel, uh, BVS doesn't show him saving many people, he does save the entire planet at the end of Man of Steel. So if we go by... The idea that he was the only way to defeat Zod's army, and then she then goes, and then he's also the only way to defeat Doomsday, and then go, all right, he's gone. If you look at it that way and kind of sort of fudge the other details about him being a hero, you can kind of work it in there but overall yeah I agree he didn't if, totally totally earn it. But If I was
2: gonna be super nitpicky and I guess I will be because I'm saying it the Amanda Waller character that I know would say well fuck Superman because if he wasn't here then Zod wouldn't have shown up and we wouldn't have had to, had yeah, to worry about yeah. that and if he well, wasn't here Lex Luthor wouldn't have created Doomsday
4: yeah. I mean the yeah. way I would interpret it is th- like the way those guys how I feel they would operate is if Superman were still there they'd be the ones saying that exactly, what you just mm-hmm. said. Um, and they'd be going after him. But now that he's not, I think that we are missing that time that he becomes the hero because I think we don't know – this is our first glimpse of post-BVS universe. A Superman so maybe after like, – now that it's widely known that Superman died stopping this thing, maybe there is this global well, adoration
3: you, for him. I'm, I know we're not that far into the movie yet, talking about the storyline, but did you yeah, ever...
0: We're going to have to get here eventually.
3: <laughs> did you stop and think, like, where are Wonder Woman and Batman when this thing is flying around the top of Midway City? <laughs> sort
0: of, but I kind of think the same exact thing during Marvel movies. So oh, I but, think...
3: I, but I don't. like I, I, I do.
0: I, yeah, I do. Like, the, mar- yeah, the Marvel
3: movies I, mean, I don't because that, I, I feel like those characters are in a situation where they can handle it themselves.
4: Well, and maybe, I just, these guys were, maybe it's because it's in Midway City and they don't really yeah, do know like, what happens like
2: in the City. We don't
4: care about the Hawks.
3: Let them die. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: plus, we don't, yeah, plus, we don't know what else might be going on at the time. Like, I mean, that's that's true. You know, so I guess like it's kind of like everybody going, how come Hulk and Thor weren't in Civil War? You know.
3: Oh, well, that, that kinda... that's just dumb. I mean, that's explained. <laughs> that is explained. I
0: know, but, you know, whatever. Uh, next character. Moving <laughs> on. Let's go to Captain Boomerang.
2: Hey! Man,
0: we got to talk about Captain Boomerang, because I know that Johnny wasn't super keen on this Captain Boomerang, but uh, Dave and I were, and uh, I haven't heard from
4: Randy yet. So I'm going to throw it to Randy first. <laughs> Um, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm juggling it because I really like Jack Courtney as Captain Boomerang Mm -hmm. and the character that he was, was pretty dope, but he wasn't Captain Boomerang, unfortunately. So I don't like, I guess what, I don't know what you would call it. I don't like what, how they wrote him, but I do like the character that he he played, mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of moments, and you know, maybe, I think Johnny and I have definitely talked him to uh, to each other about him. There's a few moments that could really set up Boomerang's character, and I do feel like they kind of like they kind of dropped the ball on it a little bit,
1: mm-hmm. like yeah. they didn't
4: end properly, so it kind of messed with his character. But I kind of want to see it again because I'll say one of the things. So we we've Johnny and I have both agreed that the whole scene that's from the comics where he convinces Slipknot to. To bail out because he doesn't think that the bombs are real, mm-hmm. um, and then Slipnotch kind of bails out, and it does kind of seem like Boomerang is actually trying to 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 get away, and he looks a little surprised when the bomb goes off. Yeah, um, and the whole point of that story of that that moment in the comic is that he just used him as a test dummy to see. He's like, I just had to know. That. I had to test the theory, so mm-hmm. I used him, and I felt like they missed that moment. But um my I told my wife about it and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's how it played to me." And she's never read the book. So, hmm. I don't know, maybe I need to see it again.
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess it <laughs> I guess it played to me more like he he kind of did believe his own story about it not being a bomb. So it also but I don't know Maybe, I don't know, I guess it played to me kind of both ways. Like, the more I think about it, the more it also did seem like he was just going, all right, so that is a true story. Now
4: I know. Yeah. Kind I-, I think they if they would have just given him that line from a book, like, I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of, like, like I just had to know for sure. Hmm. Um, so if they would have given him that line just to kind of know that he was using him yeah. and not that he was just surprised, I think that would have been much a better characterization for Boomerang.
0: Hmm. All right. What do you Johnny. think, Johnny?
2: Um,
0: Boomerang.
2: One hundred percent agree with what Randy said. We both feel kind of the same way about Boomerang. I I've got this like ultimate love of Boomerang as a character, and mm-hmm. obviously it stems from the Flash because he started as a rogue.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but now I one hundred percent see him more as a Suicide Squad member than I do a Flash rogue.
4: Oh, yeah, he's um, like one of the only two OGs,
2: right? Yeah, he, he totally fits in that universe. And one of the reasons why I love the character of Captain Boomerang so much is because he is the worst of all the bad guys on the Suicide Squad. What, hands down, in the comics, he's the guy that will kill anybody, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. He's got no respect and no love for 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 anyone not in his life and not on the suicide squad so that bit with slipknot definitely would have played a lot better if he was if it look if he like maybe punched someone but then automatically put his hands up and gave up and just watched slipknot just to see what would happen and then have that line at the end go oh i just had to make sure i just had to test it i just wanted to know there were two other bits that happened that i thought captain boomerang would never do that and that's um at one at at the shot when um when Deadshot's kind of taking aim at Harley and then pretends, you know, shoots her and then is like, ah, I missed. Mm-hmm. And and then he's walking past Boomerang and Boomerang's like, good one, mate. Like, Boomerang doesn't give a shit. Boomerang doesn't congratulate people <laughs> and be like, hey, that's honorable, buddy. You did the right thing. Yeah,
4: he wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah,
2: he'd be like, why didn't you take the shot? You would have gotten like a million dollars. You would have gotten your freedom. That doesn't make any sense. You're a complete idiot. I'll take the shot. He, he would be jumping out and saying, well, if he's not going to do it, I will. And then he'd throw a Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other bit was uh, towards the end when they're in the bar and Flag breaks the, c- the control panel, whatever, and says, all right, you guys are free to go. And Boomerang grabs all his stuff and runs <laughs> out. That got the biggest laugh from me in the entire movie. And the, I think the biggest my laugh in the theater too. I was at. Yeah,
4: my theater, too. Right?
2: And, yeah. and as soon as that happened, I was like classic Boomerang. Yeah. like 100% classic boomerang and then it goes to the shot of them all walking outside towards the the bright light in the sky that shows up in like 90% of action movies now. Yeah. <laughs> um and and then he just walks up finishing a beer and joins the team. And I'm like what are you doing? Like boomerang doesn't do that. You had your freedom. And, yeah. and, and and what I do you know after I watch these movies is I create these scenarios in which I'd feel more comfortable you know, like what the character do, having the character do that would make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought is how great would it have been for him to grab his stuff and leave and then the rest of the team goes and they're fighting the terrible villain and then it cuts to a shot of boomerang on a roof watching this fight drinking a beer and he just very casually throws a boomerang into the fight and it hits the villain in the head right and it doesn't do anything it's not some big dramatic moment where it saves the day it's just like annoying to the villain and it all <laughs> stops and that would have been a great laugh for the audience i think And then the fight continues. The movie ends normal. And then Captain Boomerang shows up as everyone's getting there like, I want to see my daughter. Mm -hmm. I want a cappuccino. I want an espresso machine. And he's like, well, hey, I want this. And she's like, well, you didn't do anything. And he's like, what do you mean? I saved the day. I threw a boomerang in. (laughs) This is ridiculous. So, I mean, I guess I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up because I've been going on for too long. I know that. Um, (laughs) But that's why I love the character of Boomerang because he's a terrible person in his heart. He never, ever does the right thing for the right reasons. It's always because there's money involved. Or always because there's something for him to gain. In it yeah. he doesn't have honor. Yeah. He has no honor whatsoever. So. That's why I was so disappointed with him. Because he is my favorite Suicide Squad member. And all that being said. The character that they presented was fine. Like, he was cool. Yeah. This is the best I've ever seen Jai Courtney. Like yes, this, this is the best role for him. I hope that maybe down the road. He gets maybe to be more of the real Captain Boomerang, but if this is the Captain Boomerang that we're given, I accept it. I'm okay with it. Mm. I, I just I wish it was more only classic. Get better.
4: Yeah, I assume he's only going to turn into a better guy than to get worse, you know? Yeah. yeah. So
2: I, I accept it for what it is, but it definitely for me was like the biggest disappointment <clears throat> of all, which is weird, but I just love the character of Captain Boomerang so much. And walking away, I was like, you know, he's Captain Boomerang in name and that's it. Yeah,
3: Dave? I didn't care. Um I mean, oh, no. for, for me again I'm not I'm not that closely <laughs> attached to that character, so the adaptation didn't bother me at all. I thought it was an amalgamation of a lot of different versions of that character. Um you know, be it cartoon uh or 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 comic or variations of comics. Um I thought it was all kind of one big smorgasbord of Boomerang Man and I, I liked that when the Flash caught him. I think he just killed somebody. Like no, he killed, he no, 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 He killed. Right? He turned out. He killed his partner. Well, yeah. they
0: were robbing the diamond exchange, and then he killed his partner. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So that yeah. was that was classic boom.
4: It started right. good, and even with Flash saying that, you know, no honor amongst thieves. That's that was perfect for that moment. Right, yep. right, because you you want people like the rogues
3: themselves don't kill; they steal. Mm -hmm. and that except really for boomerang Uh, and like he's like their their wild card i guess i don't know
4: Uh, i think if he was working with the rogues cold would keep him in line but he was on his own here so he's gonna do what he wants to do yeah right right this i mean this is universe yet where we have not yet been introduced to the rogue
3: so there is no rogue so we don't even know if there is one i mean for all we know that's that obviously is the first time he's not even met the Flash. He didn't know. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, this- calls he calls him a red blur or something.
2: Yeah.
0: I was playing Mahjong with McGram in this red <laughs> blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'd be totally okay if he was never a rogue in this universe because, uh, mm. again, he definitely fits more in that Suicide Squad world than he mm. does the rogues now as his yeah. character is developed but, in the comics. Which is what
3: I felt when he came back. Like, I'm like, okay, so he's he, he actually maybe doesn't care so much. About other people, but he's kind of bonded with these three, like him, Harley, and Deadshot. And then, and then when you see the the, the El Diablo of it all, I think that kind of ties them all together at the end, and maybe brings them—I I, I hate to say—closer together. But that's kind of what it is uh, yeah. for this team. Like they actually become a little like the Guardians in that they're they, they they've they've fought for each other.
4: Yeah, they definitely form a, a good bond. And I mean, yeah. Which, just because it's not the characters we know doesn't mean it was terrible. I mean, it was still right. cool. Yeah, it, it does, was very it, cool. It doesn't mean in
3: you know Suicide Squad 2 we're not going to see a dead shot that wants to escape, mm-hmm. uh, get, away, get away from these guys at any point that he can. Uh, it, But it uh, probably means he's not going to sacrifice mm-hmm. them to do so. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, I liked Captain Boomerang. I haven't read enough Captain Boomerang to have any real opinion of yeah. good or bad and this is you know i'm not totally averse to adaptations and changes so long as they work in my opinion and i thought this worked uh i thought he was hilarious i loved that he was a borderline alcoholic and was like mm-hmm. drinking any chance he could get i loved that he for no reason had a pink stuffed unicorn it just was <laughs> it struck me as funny i don't know why it just did and I loved that he was, uh, had a very snarky attitude, you know, Katana with, with his whole, you have a boyfriend, you know, we should really go out for a drink sometime kind of right, attitude. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked him hitting on her. That was cool. Yeah, um, you know, like Johnny said, when he just stood up and le uh, left as soon as he could. I loved <laughs> yeah, that. Great. It was just, it was amazing. Uh, I loved at the end when he says, 10 years off a of three turn, off of three life sentences." No right. way. I'm walking out of yeah. here right now. And Waller, he goes, "Or you and me are gonna have some fun." And Waller just stares at him with that death stare and says, "Okay, let's have some fun." And he just breaks. Like <laughs> you just see him visibly just break, <laughs> yeah, that he was knows good. he's not gonna
2: win. And that was boomerang mm-hmm. too. Like boomerang yeah. will stand up and try to be a tough guy yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But he'll always get shot down.
0: Yeah, well and you know, you could see it in his face, like I'm not gonna win. This lady's gonna press the button and blow <laughs> my head off. <laughs> like and then I also I loved him at the end where he was like totally in solitary confinement and was going nuts with. You I know, felt Let bad
4: for him. him. He's the only one who got screwed over in the yeah, and that's well, the he problem. screwed himself. I guess Probably. he did,
2: yeah. Well, kind of, because he because he asked for something outrageous, right? Mm -hmm. But the character that has been established in this movie save the world, like it because because instinctively he's a good guy deep down in his heart, just like the rest of them, just like Diablo and Croc and Harley and Mm -hmm. Deadshot, like they all were like, hey, we're gonna save the world, like we're gonna do the right thing here. Mm -hmm. Um, So he did that, and everyone else got something but him, and it was totally undeserved. I think, like he did a good thing. He, he did, did a really good thing.
0: I mean I understood it because he stepped up and tried to like take her on and didn't have yeah. any request other than pissed I just want to walk. Yeah, he pissed yeah. her off. Like, she's Amanda Waller and if you yeah. piss her off, she's going to treat you Same like up. garbage.
2: Ten, like, here, now you get 10 more and you're in solitary for those 10. So, I mean, right. let's, I
0: mean let's face it. This is an Amanda Waller who – and I'm going to start skipping around just because you know, otherwise we're going to have yeah, like yeah, a yeah. five-hour podcast. But we're talking about an Amanda Waller that – uh, when she was escaping Midway City turned around and shot everyone else in the room. Oh, because so it, perfect Because me. they that didn't have so the proper cle- she, right. her excuse yeah. was they didn't have the proper clearance so she just shot them right. all cold like, blood.
3: Like what are you doing with these interns in your office to begin with then? Right?
0: Right, yeah. Exactly. She had a bunch of FBI interns and so she just shot them all and left. And like I These people Ro are all Smith just like Why are
4: He's they like, even here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was very classic amanda waller yeah, like, that, that's she's, the but, kind of stuff.
0: So it, it doesn't surprise me at all that she's like all right you made me mad now i'm gonna stick you in solitary yeah. it's that
3: it's that point of editing where i got kind of confused not not i don't know if confused is the word but maybe disjointed where like flag is supposed to be this 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 soldier this boy scout and the only reason he's doing things wrong is because of the woman he loves and mm-hmm. In that yeah. point, in that at that point, you see he's kind of been along for the ride, and he's okay really with him her killing all these dudes.
4: And he said something about he's buried a few mistakes, right? Or something like that, and... right? Yeah, yeah like, he's like, like I'm continue?
1: Yeah, he
0: like, says yeah. straight up, I'm not here to judge.
3: Like, where <laughs> did that come from? Like, you're led to believe he's there to keep her in line or to be like hit the moral compass, not necessarily for her, but to for this team, and that she's only using. Uh, June moon to, to get to him.
0: Right. And And, yeah, I guess. Yeah. She's just kind of like, all right, especially since, uh, well, now we'll talk about Amanda Waller since we're on it. But like at the beginning of the movie, she straight up says to him, like here, you want to walk away, go ahead, uh, make your phone call. But your girlfriend is going to spend the rest of her life strapped to a board in a medically induced coma. And he says to her, you know, I didn't believe the stories about you. My dumb ass didn't believe the stories about you and she looked at him and said nobody does and walked away.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking Amanda Waller, like, you bitch. She's horrible. <laughs> she's which is just, perfect.
0: Which is perfect because she yep. is she's just this awful, horrible woman and even at the end she says kind of as much in if we jump ahead to the after-credits scene, she says they're going to come after me for this because it, and I you know, I can't have that happen because you know, she knows that she's done horrible things and that she just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So I she was great in this movie. Uh, El Diablo, let's talk oh. about him for a little bit because I really <laughs> didn't know I would care as much about El Diablo as I did. And that's, but, a, testament, uh, nice. that's a
3: testament to the actor.
0: Yeah, it really – well, yeah, the actor and, the, you know, the material a little bit. Right. They wrote him a pretty good arc, surprisingly, because his his arc in the movie is – he uh, blew up his family with his fire powers and decided that he's not going to hurt anybody anymore, and he doesn't want to be on the mission. Like, he tells them, go away. I'm not a killer, and I'm not a weapon. I'm a human being. I just want to be left in peace till I die, and they don't let him. So,
3: for well, yeah, he's sh- like. He's kind of yes. like the Hulk, the Hulk of this team.
0: Yeah, so he spends most of the movie not even fighting. Like, they get into fights, and he walks away and just kind of sits in the corner and makes everybody mad because he's not helping. <laughs> but then he kind of ends up being the hero of the movie, or, you know, one of the major heroes of the movie yeah, anyway. Yeah,
4: definitely.
0: Because he, he sacrifices himself to get that big CGI dude blown up.
2: Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that's also a testament to the marketing because I, I feel like somebody watched this whole movie and said, you know what, he's going to be the surprise character. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus all the material on, on Harley and Waller and Deadshot and Joker. Yeah. And El Diablo got uh, just as much like um, attention in the marketing as like, Croc did. Mm-hmm. And, and then you watch the movie, and you totally think he's just going to be the side character, and you don't have to invest in him, and then the movie makes you invest in him. Yeah. It was yeah, really definitely. good.
0: And his story's really sad. Like, he says you know i lose control and i don't know what i'm doing so like he blew up his wife and kids like in a total blackout of not knowing i assume he turned into that giant flaming skull monster thing at that time and didn't realize he did it until it was too late and so um we learned that in the bar scene which i think was you know cut short and that was a weird scene for me but uh El Diablo. Any more thoughts, you guys?
4: He was one of my favorites, man. He yeah. was definitely breakout for me. Um, I mean, I, obviously that was intentional because they they he was one of the few that I felt not that I didn't like him, but that I felt had a very full rounded arc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, instead of just an introduction, which is kind of a bummer because I, I I really hope that he's not gone. I I, I want to see him yeah, again. I'd...
0: I would love to see him again, but I do like that he, that he sacrificed himself yeah. in the end. He was like the, really the only one that was like deep down really good and really wanted to try and, cause even when, uh, Enchantress tried to get inside his head and make it like, you know, when she was trying to show them all what they most wanted and he said, yeah. no, you can't undo this. Yeah. Nobody, he was the one to pull I, everyone out of it. I yeah. did this horrible thing and you can't change it. And that was great man that was good good stuff el diablo and we can touch on killer croc because he was barely in the movie but he you know he was fine he was killer croc to me Mm -hmm. i thought you know he was the makeup was great and he was funny at parts you know he had the whole uh you know when harley's giving her we're all ugly inside well except (laughs) him he's ugly on the outside too and he says, "Not me, baby. I'm beautiful." He's beautiful. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and she says, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, it made, me, made me chuckle. I, even though I didn't really like that scene as a whole, but
2: I I really liked Croc. I, yeah. I did think that he looked like amazing. Like yeah, the, his you could tell, You could tell there was a little CG work on him. Mm-hmm. um like especially when he takes his uh takes his shirt off and he dives into the water except for when he like scrambles down the stairs into the water <laughs> Yeah, i <laughs> thought that was a little weird i thought maybe he should just dive into the water but um <laughs> overall i i really and to me it was like crock like that was the yeah. crock i i remember from the animated series yeah. like he's yeah, kind he's of definitely of here ben. and there yeah but... i
0: feel like there's not much you can do with him anyway so what they did with him worked for me yeah Dave, you're kind of quiet. Thoughts?
3: Uh, well, killer crawl. Uh, I mean, it was. I enjoyed it. I wasn't going to be upset about the look of them because um, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it worked fine. I didn't get lost in CGI. I did laugh at the the crawl down the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it would have been cool to see more of the underwater stuff with them. Yeah. Um, but that was a cool scene, regardless. Um, but, yeah, I you know, he got to see him fight, and I did have a hard time understanding some of the stuff he was saying uh, mm-hmm. when he spoke, but I got, you know, I got the point. Uh, well, mo-
0: yeah, he spoke with a very inner-city accent, like, I'm not Axkin, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, definitely.
4: So. Right.
2: It yeah, sounded, really it, it sounded you know, very like, Cajun at times to me, like, especially when he was talking to the soldiers, telling them, like, I'm going in there with you. Like, oh, see, the, I, yeah, no, I got,
0: yeah, I got, got like, out of that. maybe, I got inner city, I'm going with you. I'm not axing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not axing.
4: kind of gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, got kind
0: of, like, like inner city gangster, but, you know, whatever, I thought he was fine, and then, we don't need to talk about Slipknot, we already said he got his head blown off, like, <laughs> okay, he was in so, this- that's
2: it. <laughs> so, the one thing I do want to say about it is that it's really ridiculous that, that, that he got zero introduction. And it like, that was
0: so bizarre. <laughs> like
2: we knew in the mar, like based on the marketing. And based on how often he appeared or how little he appeared in the, um, in the trailers and stuff, like he was definitely going to be the one that got his head blown off. So we knew, oh, you really can't get your head blown off. Yeah. But I thought it was really dumb that everyone else got an intro except for him. Yeah, so if you're weird. a movie goer, you're like, this guy just randomly shows up. Like he's definitely going to die then. Because yeah, he something guy. to us throughout this <laughs> entire movie. <laughs> yeah, that his was His first bad introduction story was telling. getting out of the yeah. truck. And then the, and then they're like, oh, by the way, that's Slipknot. We didn't tell you about him before. Like he's good with ropes. There you go.
4: That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. it's not important. He, he won't can be climb here. climb
0: anything. Now he's gonna get his head blown off. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, he did, he did. punch a girl too.
0: Oh yeah, and he punched a girl. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that was
3: pretty awesome. That was really
1: great.
0: That, that was, was a, a big laugh. You in know the what? Theater, and the actually. weird thing is, they did that joke. <laughs> Two minutes earlier with Captain Boomerang, and it was funnier with Captain Boomerang when they <laughs> cut him out well, of that's the just, sack and he that's just jumped, he on... jumped,
3: he jumped out of a bag. He <laughs> yeah, out of a bag and he just and went nuts.
0: <laughs>
1: nuts.
0: So when they did it with Slipknot, two two minutes later, it was like okay, that's not as fun. Like people chuckled, but it, everybody it was a bigger laugh when Slip or when uh, Boomerang did it two minutes earlier when he jumped out of the bag and punched mm-hmm. the first person he saw.
2: <laughs> oh. The one thing I did forget to say, and, and I'll make it quick I really like the fact that they called him Captain Boomerang and not Boomerang.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Like, and he had Captain on his shirt. Yeah,
2: like, like uh, I was super excited about yeah. that.
0: Yeah. All right. Um and oh oh Katana. Real quick, anybody thoughts on Katana?
2: Did not get enough time at all. No,
4: yeah. I agree. I mean everything that was in it was I mean it's pretty much straight out of the books though, so nothing yeah. wrong. Just not, not enough, I guess. Yeah, Dave? I'm sure we'll see her again. Yeah, Man, Dave. Dave Thoughts? Uh, I I loved it. Uh, she's
3: I I had no idea how gorgeous that woman is until I saw her at Comic Con. Yeah, she's, she's a beautiful woman, and I I really want to see more of that story, which yeah. they talked about. They got into a little bit flag t- kind of discussed uh, her backstory a little bit um and you got to see it a little bit where she's talking to the sword mm-hmm. uh, and her husband which is cool again it's a it's a big movie with a big cast so i think we might get more croc stuff and more katana stuff in the next one we don't know yeah. um and but yeah, what i got i enjoyed it i kind of want to go back since i know we're done with waller um i wanted to say then i just forgot what i wanted to say about amanda waller Damn it. I oh.
0: know. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right. But, if you remember, just jump in.
3: Yeah, I'll think about it. But, yes, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Katana. I thought she looked amazing with the mask uh, and the sword. Looked great. And uh, I, 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 I want to see more.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. Rick Flagg. Uh, Rick Flagg is the uh, military man kind of in charge of overseeing the Suicide Squad and uh, he's played by Joel Kinnaman, and uh, surprisingly enough, I thought he was uh, pretty good. I thought he did oh. a good job in this. Oh yes,
3: yes, yeah. Waller. Uh, <laughs> uh, the- Sorry, I was no. thinking back. I was thinking back when when you thought when the cop chopper went down, and I thought for sure that that dude was going to kill her. I was upset. I'm like, you cannot kill her yet.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no! Oh, they yeah. were, they then, hold on,
3: all. hold on, and then I remembered Zack Snyder's
2: not in charge, so
1: <laughs> it's okay. yeah, no, no,
4: definitely
2: no more poor decision making <laughs> on the character's <laughs> yeah. behalf moving forward. Right, that was worth it, Dave. Thank
4: you. I
3: knew the punchline was going to be good, so I had to make yeah. sure I got it. There. <laughs>
4: you had to get it in there.
3: Zack Snyder, everybody. Zack yeah. Snyder, everybody. I I liked Flag. Yeah. Um,
2: I wish his motivation wasn't to save his girlfriend.
0: That was yeah, yeah.
2: But overall, like I like his character. I like that he pretty much straight up treated these guys like crap until he got closer to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it made sense for this version of Flag. That, that I guess, and maybe I don't know enough, but the Rick Flag that I know in my head, like, doesn't matter how close he gets to these characters, like maybe he'll toss him a bone, but he definitely doesn't hug Deadshot. Right. After making yeah. a great shot. That's guess, not Rick Flagg.
0: Yeah, and this, I kind of, because there was the June moon aspect, and because he was trying, I kind of forgave that a little bit because I felt like his emotions were getting in the way because this was a very personal mission. So, you know what? You know, he know what? He really they... depended on them to save June, is kind of how I viewed that, Randy, where he gets really excited about that. That's
3: yeah. all. Yeah. They, uh, they they flipped that 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 feminist thing that test you're talking about the Esther test or whatever yeah uh, that that was what his character was was all about his girlfriend
0: yep absolutely
3: yeah. and um, his
0: yeah his girlfriend June Moon the enchantress the big bad of the movie. Hot. I was, She's uh, still hot. Yeah, no, I wasn't impressed. <laughs> like, she was one of the weaker parts of the movie, I thought. Like, I wasn't impressed. This oh. is where this is where I understand a lot of the movie's weaknesses. Like the plot was very basic. Like, I'm gonna do a magic spell to destroy the world, and you could all join me if you wanted to. Mm. And she had a big, very poorly rendered CGI partner that was her enchantress brother. brother. Uh, who destroyed things like that. I feel like was the weakest part of the movie for me. And that's all I'm going to say about it because I got you guys to say other things about it. (laughs) uh i'll start dave start yeah
3: i didn't mind i you know going in we you know on our on the atomic kingdom podcast you and i we tried to break down the first trailer and figure out who exactly was the bad guy
1: mm-hmm. uh
3: we couldn't figure out we kind of knew that enchantress might be one of them but not the main one and it turns out she is
1: yeah.
3: uh, along with this brother character which was cool i didn't you know whatever uh the brother the brother character reminded me of that 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 robot looking thing from the first Thor movie, yeah. I forget get the name of that thing. Um, I I thought the I love yeah the destroyer. I loved the scene when she turned into the Enchantress for the first time. That was uh, good. Yeah, everybody in the audience was like, well, they thought it was cool. Like you could tell they were like, there were people sitting next to her like, well, that was that was cool. Yeah, uh, like when she just flips the hand and she turns into it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, how. Uh, the actress portrayed June as just so scared and terrified all the time. I loved it. Um, but as Enchantress, it did drop. I, I did get lost in that character because like, okay, she's sexy and she's, you know, she's a model that, that woman, but she's an actress. She's a really good actress. Uh, the other movie I saw and I can't remember the name of it at this point.
4: Is she in paper towns? Is that yes. Another?
3: That's it. That's yeah,
4: it. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's
3: she, that, she's good in that movie and you're not, uh, I won't give away the ending, but, um, yeah, she's a good actress, but like the thing she was doing for this quote unquote spell was basically her just gyrating her hips in a dance motion. Like <laughs> yeah. it was I laughed when I saw that. I'm like what's going on here? But at the same time, you know, I it wasn't the worst villain I've ever seen in a movie, but it could have been cooler. But again, it's for this this not so cast of heavy hitter like quote unquote heroes. To, to resolve in a situation that could have destroyed the world, so I I didn't mind it so much. The plot actually made sense to me, whereas it wasn't like a Lex luther plot where you're like, what, like what, what is it? Yeah, definitely. you kind of were kind of lost on his the his whole motivation, I guess. Uh, you know, which way I was going to go? We're enchantress. It was they don't they don't they worship us anymore. We're going to kill them all. Uh, type of thing I you know I didn't mind it but again I understand why people wouldn't like it
2: I did like that little bit when he was like when she's like you know the humans are blah 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 and he's like I don't understand like they used to worship us what happened like I did yeah. like that little bit I wish that that story had been expanded on instead yeah. of just now we're gonna get right to the killing like yeah. there was no explanation of her to the villain there to the to the suicide squad yeah. as to why she was gonna take over the world she's just like no nah, I'm the enchantress I do this shit
4: right <laughs> that's what we're about
0: right yeah and <laughs> yeah, she was i mean she was fine as an actress and stuff i thought yeah yeah just yeah her bad. scenes were great uh too bad i thought her just i just thought her plot was weak weak
4: that's yeah. all yeah at least I did, it made sense but it, yeah it was i did weak. yeah i
3: did i did like and again spoilers obviously but i did like that she didn't die that june moon's alive right um, yeah I thought that that was kind of a cool turn. Like I was- thought that was great that he crushed
2: the heart. Yes. Like I thought they were going to do some mm-hmm, yeah. stupid thing where they just lock her up. But the fact that he crushed the heart and I was like, "Damn, or that I he, hit it."
3: Yeah, like and he wasn't I- going to be able to do it and maybe like Harley or or Deadshot would have to do it. Yeah, right. Deadshot mm-hmm. would do
2: it. I I kind of thought that was the direction they were going to go. That or just lock her up and keep her because Waller would want to, you know, find another yeah. way to control her. But alright. Oh, but the fact that he didn't, and then I remembered earlier in the movie, she said, if it's a choice between her or me, like, take her out. And I was like, ah, right. oh, it comes full circle.
3: After, yeah, after yeah, he yeah. let her, let her go and take the, uh, whatever she stole. Like, it was in the hotel when she disappeared and stole yeah, that. Yeah,
2: that, that's the story and the plot being weak to me, where it's the just, plot is a she's bizarre, been the Enchantress like, for, for a long time. And just when Waller says we're putting this squad together is when Enchantress decides to make her move.
0: Yeah, and it's a little. Uh, I know. I get that Waller has Enchantress's heart in the box, which is her weakness. You know, Waller could crush her heart, but it is strange that all of a sudden she just decides to go ahead and and start all this, uh, start all this mayhem that she starts, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I guess this is where I personally see where the critics have problems with the movie. Like there is a, a part in the movie where. Uh, when she first uh, escapes and finally starts her plan <clears throat> after she starts uh, – she she gets this guy to turn into her brother for her and uh, they go to blow him up <clears throat> and she escapes. And then it cuts back to them gathering the suicide squad uh, and Rick Flagg is there and all of a sudden – and so I'm like, wait, is this the same day? And then it's like, no, this is three days earlier – that they go to, like, blow him up. So the Midway City's been under attack for, like, three days before the Suicide Squad. Right. It's very, very messy in that mm-hmm. area, I feel like. Um, <clears throat> but when they're gathering up the Suicide Squad, there is another one of my favorite moments with Deadshot where he goes ahead and uh, they bring him out to the shooting range to see what he can do. And he immediately points the gun at that guard that like was giving him a hard yeah. time at the beginning. And he's like, he goes, "Oh no, wait! I'm not gonna be able to kill you. Like these aren't real bullets, right? Or the firing pin is filed down." And Amanda Waller just leans in and goes, "You're right. Why would we give a loaded weapon to a to a killer?" just shoot, just pull the trigger. And so he doesn't, he points it at the ceiling and then he loses his mind when he finds out it's real ammunition and gets so happy and goes on the shooting spree at the targets and hits the same spot with every gun. I just loved that. Yeah, that was great.
2: I really liked uh I really liked that Waller was like, do it. Because you know Waller would would watch him shoot that guy and be like, now you know we're telling you the truth. So what yep, you got? She would. Yeah. She, she, wouldn't, I, she wouldn't have cared one bit. And the guy's reaction when Will Smith Turned the gun on him, and he was like, "Ah, oh, damn it!
3: I knew
0: this would happen." Yeah, <laughs> this, that,
3: that, that, uh, was that was great.
0: great. This is or no? What did he say? Oh, for the record, this is exactly what I was afraid of. Or yeah. Something. So then he, uh, the other joke I really loved, real quick, is when he turns to the other guy and says, "If he shoots me, clear you shoot my browser him history, and then clear my browser <laughs> history."
2: <laughs> I thought that um, I was well. Okay, well, uh, I was really bummed that they that that guy was sort of part of the story. Mm-hmm. And then they did the bit where Joker talked to him. And then they, I mean, the, the scene from the trailer was cut out where he slaps him in the face and says, I can't wait to show you my toys, which has been my favorite scene of the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but then he gives Harley the cell phone and he's like, you're going to put in a good word, right? And she's like, you're so screwed. And, and, it's and then nothing unresolved. happened. Yeah, nothing exactly. happened.
0: Well, the other part that bugged me about that scene real bad was that he hands her the phone and says real loud in front of a qu- <laughs> squadron of soldiers. This is the phone from yeah. Mr. J. He's coming to get you. And yeah. none of those soldiers. He sa- There's a squad of soldiers there. And he basically yells it and hands her the phone. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? All of these soldiers cannot be in on harley escaping <laughs> <laughs> that's real
2: real dumb and real real weak again but, another, another thing i think they could have just thrown in to make that better is like at the end joker saves harley which uh, for the record i think is a really weak ending for them him to save her and then they kiss but right. i thought it would have been really great if the guy runs in and he's like hey i did it i coordinated all this i got you in here like we're good now, right and then harley grabs a gun and shoots him in the head and she's like i told you you were screwed or something like that would have been like payoff. It did it. They did it. They they yeah, set up some all Yeah,
0: they put a gun on the mantle in the first act, and they didn't fire it by the end. That's like playwriting one hundred and one that you're supposed to make that gun go off, and it never I, did. I like,
3: I guess I just didn't care. Like I didn't. I didn't even think about that guy a second time after that scene.
0: Hmm. That's mm. weird because I um, kept expecting, but. Just real quick, and we'll talk about it is since, I mean, we already talked about Harley and Joker's relationship, but we haven't touched on like the actual plot of the Joker. And I did say earlier that there were some other moments in this movie where I really enjoyed him as the Joker. One of the moments I really enjoyed him as the Joker is when he was breaking into the lab where the guy designed the bombs in their necks and he just slaps the pad to the window (laughs) and he has that guy's wife like held up somewhere with a knife to her throat like that Mm -hmm. seems joker to me oh yeah that was a good
4: one yeah that was very
1: joker
0: and the other part i did really love that i thought was really joker was when he is getting that guard and he brings the guard in and he's giving the guard some money and he walks in And he's, you know, doing his blah, 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 blah. And he turns around (laughs) and he holds his ring out in front of the guy. And the guy leans in and kisses it. And Joker immediately, just like that, goes from being serious to jumping on his lap and going, I can tell that you really meant that. And he's just like, I thought that was really good, too. Because he walks in all serious and scary and then immediately
4: hops on the guy's lap and is like, I can tell that you meant that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I got thrown off when he put his hand up to him initially. I did and, too. I mean, I did re- I do realize I think he was f- fucking with him, but yeah. it threw me off at first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, both of those scenes actually were we definitely some of the better stuff. At it. And I, I I really liked at the end where he's shooting out of the helicopter. I thought oh, that yeah. was Oh, really yeah. Yeah, yeah. When
0: he's just laughing his ass off. By yeah. Ass of, yeah. That very, was
4: too. It felt very, felt very end y right? Mm-hmm. Just How did you out? just feel
2: about the laugh? That I mean, he, he kind of just had that one laugh and then the crazy laugh when he was shooting the machine gun. But he didn't yeah. have... Like a variety of laughs throughout. the I movie. thought
0: it was very variety because the one when he's laying in the circle of the of the knives is just kind of like
3: ah
4: that's, the, ah that's the trailer laugh. I yeah, thought they well, we were all like that. They were all a little kind of slow. Laugh.
3: Exactly. I liked yeah.
4: it. I definitely liked the laugh. I I, 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 think I thought he had those two slow. Like,
0: I didn't. Uh, nah, I didn't think the one. I think the one when he was shooting the gun was more of like a genuine, like actual laugh. Well that yeah, that's my what I'm favorite. saying. Yeah, that, that was my favorite.
2: That was the only one that seemed different. The rest of the movie, the laugh was the real slow kind of build up and then the yeah. trail off.
0: I think yeah. that was more of like a I feel like in those moments, he that was more of like a put on like sarcastic kind of like I feel Yeah, he's definitely forcing know,
4: it. He's not just laughing. He's he's well, he's I doing feel like it. He's, he's
0: purposefully playing. doing it to be, yeah. you know, no, I'm not I don't mean Jared Leto, I
4: mean like in
0: if I'm looking at what I think the character motivation is, I think right. the character motivation is to do it in a in a put on mode, versus at and the end in, where man. he's not putting on and he's right. firing out of, and he's really just having—he's just blast having a good time, just yeah. mowing people <laughs> yeah. down with a machine gun. Yeah, and that's that, probably that why
4: was... we all like that one so much. Yeah, but uh, but I definitely do like the the laugh, but I, I I kind of feel the same way as Johnny throughout the movie. I would have been down to see some more laughs, but, but and Jared awesome. Leto just does cool laughs, like the Mister Nobody laugh. It's like classic. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, he definitely pulled from that a little bit. But I Okay, kind what of I have have I
2: have a hard what? time imagining this Joker going up against Batman. Oh, I, don't, I don't at all. I
0: don't at all.
4: No. I'll, I'll
2: see it.
0: it. Here's, I, here's
3: see my it. My I thing. want him to have more time. Yeah. Here's my thing. Heath Ledger's Joker, I thought, should have been destroyed quickly by Batman with one punch. Uh, I thought there was no viability to them going hand to hand, which made sense because the Joker surrounded himself with with gangsters and mobsters and stuff. Well, so he they was, was going
0: hand to hand and yeah, they didn't really go right, hand until
3: the hand-to-hand. end, and that's when Batman could beat him. Right. because uh, he had a blade in his shoe and that, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, okay, so that, that's fine. I didn't have a problem with that at all because Heath Ledger also did a great job as the Joker. With Jared Leto's, I think Jared Leto can fight again. I mean, this Batman is ripped, he is huge. But at the same time, I think this thuggish Joker uh, has a better chance of standing, you know, toe to toe with him. With he looks scrappy, with weapons.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: like, how many? Batman comics have you read where Batman and Joker get in a fist fight thats like, that is you're right that isn't Joker's deal to get into it. Joker right. can never mm-hmm. be in a fist fight with Batman he's drawn as like this gangly dude he's not mm-hmm. getting into fist fights with Batman
2: the but only time not- he really does is when Batman is at a s- serious disadvantage you know yeah. like when jo- like if Joker gets the opportunity to stab him
0: well like at yeah. the or or like at the end of the dark knight where he's six dogs on him and then when Batman's distracted <laughs> yeah.
4: He yeah. Him with a crowbar you know, kind of deal. which is exactly yeah, definitely yeah. That's 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 very jokery to me. That yeah. was so.
3: What I, what I looked for with Jared Leto's Joker going into it, the Joker should always make you uncomfortable. Always, there should be a moment in the movie or at any characterization of the Joker where you're like, if this guy existed in real life, we're all screwed. Like yeah. this, this person, if he gets anywhere near you, you're dead. And I felt when he got that guard, when he's standing behind that guard, you're like, oh man. That's it. And when he goes to get that to that guy that built the collars or the the implant, like mm-hmm. the dude, like you know that that worked. This this Joker is imposing. He's threatening. He's terrifying, uh, in a way that he needs to be, to, mm-hmm. to kind of have that rule over Gotham City, which is already a terrifying place to live or should be at least. Right. Um, and I think I think Leto's version of the Joker is yes more modern with the tattoos and being like a gangster or being like a thug and. And that's okay because that's where this is set. That's where this character is set. More modern, more street-level criminal, more modern gangster. Not like that 50s-style gangster, which is where that hat came from that he right. used to wear in like the animated yeah. series and stuff like that. This is a more modern gangster Joker. It's adjustment, but that's fine. It didn't take away from the character for me at all. I thought for sure I was going to get taken out by the tattoos. I thought for sure I was going to get taken out by the way he looked, but with what he wore, I didn't, I didn't care because I wanted to see more Joker.
4: Yeah, tattoos didn't throw me off as much as I thought. I actually liked a couple of them. The one on his hand particularly. The one on his I hand dug those great. Yes. Um, the That's face mild. ones I'll, I'll never be okay with. No, but they didn't no distract me okay though either. Face one. They
0: yeah. did, you know when they distracted me the most is in the one where they recreated the Alex Ross cover. Nah, like, he yeah, they it, probably didn't
4: belong there. Yeah, no, yeah, it,
0: yeah, it was so bizarre. Like it, it was like this, just perfect representation of the Alex Ross cover, and he had the J on his cheek and the damaged on his forehead. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, they screwed it up." I Fuck. think I was too
4: busy weeping like a little girl at that part. Yeah, when I didn't. I
2: can forgive a lot of the the tattoos, especially. I mean, he, he wears a lot of clothes, right? So it yeah. covers a lot of them. The chest ones I don't like when he's not wearing a shirt. He wore
1: but a it, is what is. very
4: little in this movie which was yeah. weird too like yeah. <laughs>
0: he, he went around like with a jacket and no
4: shirt a lot yeah. but that's
2: very jim lee all-star
4: batman that's true joker so yeah.
2: i i might my, my i i'll say flat out i'm not a fan of this joker um maybe i need to see more of him. maybe those cut scenes of his would totally win me over um but i i don't i don't i didn't really enjoy this Joker and his dynamic with the, with a lot of people. I mean, certainly I didn't like the way he felt about Harley. He was like too in love with her. Like, Randy and I talked about that before. Like, yeah. loved her too much for me. But this Joker is a believable Joker in the real world. And I get that. And that's to his credit. Like, if this if this Joker existed in the real world, like, you could see that happening in a way. But I don't necessarily need that in my comic Mm -hmm. book superhero movies that are based on science fiction and fantasy. Like I, I'm totally okay with suspending my disbelief that, that the, that the character of the Joker, like the Mark Hamill Joker exists, that version of the Joker could exist in these movies Mm -hmm. because that's what's so much fun about it. Um, That's why I've never really been on board with DC's like, we're, you know, this is the, you know, we're, we're trying to make it be like if Superman existed in the real world, like that's cool, but that's not why I read the comics um, and that's not why I love the character. So I'd really, I'd be interested in seeing more. The fact that Leto's so, I mean, he seems distraught over the fact that so many of his scenes were cut. So I'm willing to bet mm-hmm. that there's enough out there that maybe it'd win me over.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I didn't really, I didn't enjoy it. I did not have fun with it. When the movie was over, I was like, for me, the character of the Joker would, I just, I did not have fun with him at all. There were a couple bits here and there, a couple of really cool things, but not enough to win me over and make me be like, this is the Joker I want to see moving forward. If you take only what we've seen so far and this Joker goes against Batman, I'm not, it doesn't get me excited, like like at all, because I don't really enjoy this Joker very much. I want to have fun with the Joker. I didn't really have fun with him.
4: Mm. Randy? Uh, well, I've been thinking about it a lot, actually, <laughs> um just because I'm, uh, Johnny, I'll tell you, I, Joker's definitely one of these characters that I have a real hard time settling on stuff for. Mm-hmm. Um To me, nobody's ever done the Joker totally right, because nobody's ever not played one Joker, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, the Joker can wake up Monday and he's one way and wake up Tuesday and he's another way. So... Mm-hmm. I didn't not like what I saw. I, I just didn't feel like I saw enough. And the, and, and, the, and the whole thing is because it wasn't a Joker movie. Um, so that makes sense that we didn't see enough. So I definitely want to see more. Like, I definitely felt like I wanted more of a range for him. And I, because I know Jared Leto is so capable of it. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um so, But I, I will say, yeah, I was, I was not initially thrilled because I felt like, so here's the best way I, I could figure out how to explain it. Um, by the end of the movie, I felt like every time he showed up, I knew what to expect from him. And when I saw The Dark Knight for the first time, I didn't know what the fuck Heath Ledger was going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas with this, by his last scene, I was kind of like, I kind of know what's going to happen. And it's not that I, it was bad. It's not that, I, and more and more thinking about it, I actually like it a little more. But I definitely think it was very mm-hmm. kind of one dimensional
3: say- almost. I'd say it's hard to judge because this isn't his
4: movie. Exactly. Like, where, yeah. Whereas
3: Dark Knight is his movie, you know. Exactly. That's a, bat, yeah. that's a Batman versus Joker movie. This For sure. A, yeah, this isn't a Suicide Squad versus Joker movie. Yeah. Necessarily, but you know, again, you know, we'll maybe we'll hopefully we'll get to see more of him in a Batman versus Joker movie. That's why I'm um,
4: excited to see him going forward because I want to see more, and I I, want, I, f- I know that he can bring it, dude. I love this. Jersey. I want.
3: I know he can do it. I I feel like and I hope that Ben Affleck gives us a flashback to the Joker killing Jason Todd.
0: Yeah, mm. maybe. And I'm mm. kind of in the middle. Like I, I'm with Johnny in that uh, in that like there were some things about this Joker that bugged me, but I also really feel like there wasn't enough to say. So he was really a very, despite how heavily they marketed him to get butts in seats, he's a very ancillary character. Like he's. Yeah barely yeah. in the movie and so to say that I can't see him that I think he's like based like too real world or to say that I can't see him going up against Batman I can't make that call based on what I what I saw of him because um, I think there were moments where he was very, very Joker. Like uh, you know, all his his break out of Arkham and then his break into the lab. I thought were very much Joker, and I thought yeah. his scene on the helicopter was very much Joker. It was kind of the stuff oh, in. Be- in uh, Breaking yeah, in. and his Re- break into Bell Reeve was sort of Joker, but it was all the stuff in. But be- it was really his relationship with Harley <laughs> that was the part that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, that
4: threw me off. Um, yeah,
0: but other than that, I did, and I can see this Joker being crazy, nuts, threat to Gotham City, threat to Batman down the road. Uh, you know, provided the the writing is right, because the writing for him in this movie just wasn't there, at least. In the final cut, because like Johnny said, Jared Leto has said that almost his entire performance was cut and that he does seem very upset that that much of his performance was cut.
4: Well, we saw two things at least that Johnny and I noticed that we really liked from the trailers Mm -hmm. and they were... Absent. Well, we,
0: Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. There's a scene where we clearly see him in a tuxedo with a, you know, with, with like, yeah, dirt or with soot the, all over his, where he drops or a grenade or and yells bye bye and goes away, you know, and that's missing. And so, yeah, yeah. there's there, a big chunk of his performance went missing. And I don't know what was in it, but I would like to see it. And even if it's not re-edited back into the movie, I really hope it's included in deleted scenes on the Blu-ray.
4: Right. Well, you saw they yeah. kind of addressed the whole deleted scenes and the cut thing. Like he. Um...
0: Yeah, we talked about that before you got okay, here. Okay, yeah, where yeah, he yeah. Said, yeah. where he said this is his cut and he's not right. making a, a different cut of the movie. Yeah. And you said there's maybe
2: like 10 minutes that we might see extra, yeah. right? But who yeah.
4: knows how much stuff can happen in that 10 minutes. So, oh, yeah.
2: So I mean I I guess I don't I don't want to end up being the negative Nelly again which sometimes happens. Um I I can only base how I feel on about this Joker moving forward based on what I've seen, right? Yeah. Because I did not know what to expect from this Joker. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting exactly what we got in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of that stuff is missing. Jared Leto poured a lot of himself into this character and like Randy said Jared Leto's like He's a fantastic actor. He's got mm-hmm. so much range and versatility. Yeah. He's amazing. And, and I totally trust him that he would make a good Joker. It's just what we were presented was, yeah. n- was not what I liked um, or, or what I ended up being happy with. That's, so why I I said, that's the best yeah. way to say it. In the end, I'm not happy with mm-hmm. what I've seen. i love to see more. Mm-hmm. But if if it's only based on what we've seen so far, the, the prospect of this Joker up against Batman, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't get me excited. But throw in 10 minutes of Joker stuff. Throw in five more minutes of Joker stuff. Right. If that wins me over, if I'm like, dude, I can, I'm totally on board with this Joker now, then I'll be excited.
0: Yeah, that's why I said I really haven't seen enough. I really yeah. just think he wasn't in this movie enough for me to make any kind of real call. Like I liked him fine for parts and not fi- like I'm really split on that. So for
3: me, I for said me- when
4: we, oh, go ahead, Dave. go ahead,
3: I was gonna say for me, the Joker in this movie was like Wonder Woman and BBS.
4: Yeah, uh, I-, I wanted
3: more um, for sure. And- and and that's that's kind of the cap for me on the, the Joker conversation. I want to say I know Randy wants to add one more thing, but we're not going to talk at all about Scott Eastwood's character.
0: Yeah, guys, Scott Eastwood, not Dick Grayson. Just <laughs> because wanted to he throw doesn't that out there. matter. He's not Dick Grayson. That's he plays the
3: TC character. Are you crazy? Wait, yeah. who does he play? He What's... played GQ Edwards. Oh, huh. Which is not a. DC... I just I was made it say, up. not a DC character at all, buddy. Not but a hang DC. On. Hang on, GQ, uh, something that was Dick Grayson was called a lot in his Grayson comic.
4: Oh yeah, yes. He's, he's like a supermodel. Yeah, yeah, and that ass, and that, ass. And that ass. Grayson that ass. Grayson well, ass it doesn't matter because he, he, he blowed himself up. So, we don't yeah. know that Batman saved him at the last minute. Yeah, that one know. cool throw-in character was Johnny Frost, <laughs> though, right? One of Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. died in that.
2: Yeah, he was cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah, guys, that, that Scott Eastwood character that blowed himself up. I hate to tell you, but Zack Snyder directed that scene that was Dick Grayson. He thought it would be fun to blow him up. Oh, he no. thought it'd
2: be fun. Yeah, right. we're, we're not gonna, gonna use him in the future, he, he so thought we might it as well fun. just kill him. Yep. Not acceptable whatsoever. <laughs> it's just in the credits. His just it's just name it's is. It's in, in the
0: credits, you missed it, you blinked and you missed it. <laughs> I, 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 number one.
2: I gotta say, I love it when, when these fan theories go crazy, right? And know, they're totally ridiculous. Gets so mad and when gets it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like I hope it turns out to be something and then it's not and they're all angry. Like that's your own fault. No, it for goes, doing it goes, that. This is this is you skipped
0: a step, Johnny. This is how it goes. It goes, man, I hope he's playing Dick Grayson. Guys, did you hear Scott Eastwood is playing Dick Grayson? <laughs> Mark, yeah, right. Why isn't he Dick Grayson? Somebody told I was promised Dick Grayson was in Nick Grayson. <laughs> right.
1: oh, fuck you, David Hair.
4: <laughs> We've made jokes about that too. Like he's just in the restaurant and he's just like, hey, I really want some dick tonight. Did you hear that? He said Dick Grayson's getting Dick Grayson. <laughs> I think
3: I think it's it's a missed opportunity for sure. I I think it would have yeah. been, cool, yeah, cool. been cool. Would have been cool. Aside from killing him, I mean, jeez, you can't yeah. kill him <laughs> anyway.
0: All right, guys, we're closing in on two hours. Is there anything else you want to say oh. about Suicide Squad?
3: Better than BVS. Better okay. than
2: BVS.
4: Yeah. Uh, also better than Iron Man three.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, oh.
4: I, I think it's the best yeah. DC, EU movie we've seen. It's yeah. I think it's better than Man of Steel and BBS. It's the three. You're and...
0: wrong about one of those movies, but
4: you're right about the other one, and you can decide which one it is. I, don't know. I, don't know. I already know which one you think it is, but you're wrong. <laughs> you're
2: i are not I... my
0: favorite pal anymore, Ray. Right oh, no. no. You, you're not fighting again. I
2: will say that Man of Steel, I think, is a better movie. That but that doesn't mean that I like Man of Steel.
0: I know. I'm just, you know, I'm just like, I just wanted to reignite my fight with Randy for no I'm reason. Done, I'm
2: done with that movie. No, I I, <laughs> I definitely think it's a step a, a step in the right direction, even though it doesn't really feel like that was the intention. I feel like David Ayer just made the movie he wanted to make. Yeah. Regardless of what happened with B V S. So yep. I I'm just happy that it wasn't as bad as BVS and I'm happy that I walked out of the theater with plenty of good things to say about it because really? that has not happened. The fact that they I
4: don't... actually want to see it again and I like really really want to see it again that mm-hmm. that's saying something about DC
2: movies these days. Oh, I do have one final thing for me to say. The soundtrack even though I don't like how it structurally it was worked into the movie I think sometimes it was off I and do
0: too. Yeah, I agree.
2: Soundtrack is fucking amazing. I've been listening it's to good. that thing nonstop all weekend. Yeah. yeah, very good. I loved it.
0: All right. Sweet. Well, it, oh, and any fun. Fi- oh, but I almost forgot. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on the mid credits scene? Just oh, fun. I
4: loved it. Yeah, uh, I thought
3: uh, that was great.
0: Yeah. Dave?
3: Uh yeah, screw your Task Force X. The Justice League's got this. <laughs> yeah, <Totally>. definitely. <laughs> Shut it down. I,
0: lo- I loved Amanda Waller though, looking at him and going, "You know, you look tired. You might want to yeah. stop working
1: nights." <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was good.
2: That that, oh, that yeah. scene seemed like an amalgamation of um the scene when uh bat in the Justice League Unlimited when Batman and Superman and Aquaman protect uh wh- who is it Long Shadow.
0: Mm, I think so. Yeah.
2: Amanda Waller's like, you know, you know, like, ooh, you gotta stop this, and all the guys turn their guns, and Mm -hmm. Batman's like, mine are bigger than yours. And the scene when he shows up in her shower, uh, or in her bathroom while she's taking a shower, like those (laughs) two scenes from Justice League Unlimited feel like were the inspiration for this, and I and I really liked it. Although Batman shouldn't need to get information from Amanda Waller about Justice League.
3: Hang on, no, I just got—I uh, just—I just got a paycheck from Marvel. Uh, Suicide Squad sucked. Sorry, guys.
2: Oh, okay. Wow! Good to no. know. Good to
0: know you're <laughs> not sharing any of that money, Dave. Good to know. <laughs> oh, I that just got
3: sex. it. I just got, got it. Literally just oh, got. Okay. Just came in. <laughs> Guys, Suicide
0: Squad sucks because Dave is going to uh, cash his Marvel check and share it with us, so we all have to agree now. Oh, oh I, I, term- w- I
4: wish! Movie. I wish! <laughs> I long for the days of yeah. BVS.
0: Man, all I gotta say, man, I hope Viola Davis pops up in more of these
4: movies. Oh yeah, the for sure. Damn, oh, damn. I hope she She's does. She's definitely officially my favorite.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, guys, I think we've uh, said as much as we can say. Everybody, if you haven't seen it yet and you listen to this movie, I want to oh, just wow. say – and you listen to this podcast, rather. I just want to say you fucked yourself because we gave away all the best stuff, but still go out and see it anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh we, did, we, didn't, for- we
3: didn't talk about Aquaman being a big role in this movie, though.
2: So oh, you yeah, still you totally- have that to look forward to.
0: Guys, yeah. Uh, oh, totally- No. <laughs> totally- <laughs> Dave, since you are the big boss at Atomic Geekdom, why don't you uh, go ahead and promote all your stuff first?
3: Daddy Dave. Uh, Atomicgeekdom.com for all, all of these fine po- podcasts and such. Uh, we have two podcasts, the Atomic Geekdom podcast on Tuesdays and our Atomic Geekdom Geekouts that we do on Thursdays. Uh, so you can look forward to that every week. Uh, this, this week, today, actually, as this podcast comes out, we are going to introduce you to a new member to the Atomic and family and also talk about something. Uh, maybe right. we have two topics in mind. One of them is possibly going to be, is Hollywood out of creative ideas?
0: Sweet. Dave, you missed one yeah. of your podcasts. Do I have to, do I have I was, to pimp it for you?
3: I wasn't done talking. but
0: oh. <laughs> you sounded like you, you sounded like, you, sounded like were. you were wrapping up. Yeah. It Dave. sounded
3: like you were about done. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom, and on <laughs> on, on Facebook, uh, slash Atomic Geekdom. Also, we have a pro wrestling podcast called there Ringside Geeks, and they're on Twitter, at Ringside Geeks, and you can find us pretty much every every two weeks.
4: Awesome. Johnny and Randy, just two pals. Talk about it. Hey, we're just a couple of pals. We're just two guys, two buddies, two, two best pals, and we talk about movies and comics and i don't buy it but yeah we're the best of friends when we talk about comics
2: and movies and video games what else what else johnny well, i'm gonna hop in real quick because i feel like you're not selling it everyone johnny and randy <laughs> here we're like just we're just two pals where we talk about movies <laughs> and TV guys. shows and comics and All that whatever stuff. else we feel I like doing we have a great time uh we're <laughs> also on the Atomic Kingdom website um papa dave's been really great to us so we definitely love being a part of the family thank you dave we love you very much i love you randy says terrible things sounds like i'm tired back (laughs) um listen it was great having you so i mean i look forward to taking over (laughs) when you're gone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a retirement speech. <laughs> I was like, "What you, <laughs> uh, you?" can find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play. We're also on Twitter at just two pals. i uh, am I'm gonna jump you.
4: right in here. It's oh. at just two pals with a two. Oh God! I make sure everyone gets that. Yeah. Don't so,
0: look for just two buddies. Don't do yeah. it. You won't no, find them. They're just not two pals. Pals. If, pals.
4: if you Google just P-
2: two buddies, two? you're just gonna get porn.
0: Probably, the, yeah. I don't
4: know what yeah. that is. Oh, really?
2: Really? Uh, like, like good porn, or are we talking like? Game well, porn? it's it's called just two buddies. So what do you
4: think? So it's, yeah. buddies right. with a B-U-T-T.
0: Just, yep. just <laughs> just <what> <laughs> That's good.
4: I love it. Oh man, we should do an XXX parody, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just not so squad. I don't
0: know if you if you go back in the two in the if you go back in the just two pals catalog and listen to them describe their Christmas album cover, you're pretty close to it. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's
4: great. Go find
0: That's- it for yourself. I guys, thanks for being here on on this podcast with me. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having us. Yes, and and uh, I look forward to the next time I have all of you on. If you want to hear all of two broke geeks information, stay through the. Crash. That's where I put all the information except I keep – I got to keep remembering to put the uh, email address in there because some listeners have said they wanted our email address. It's uh, the2brokeeks at yahoo.com and uh, you can do that and all the rest of the contact information is in the credits. Justin will be back not next week but soon. Bye, everybody.
4: <laughs> ha, ha, oofy, ha, 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 and I thought my jokes were bad.
0: The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com, on Facebook, facebook.com slash twobrokegeekspodcast, and on Twitter at 2 Pod. And find Atomic Geekdom online at atomicgeekdom.com and on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a nice review. It really helps us out. Thanks.
3: Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you.